When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Genetti. You know how we do rock and roll, starting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. <laughs> Check your iPhone, better say it's our time. I don't even need a watch, I don't even see a clock. Soon as I walk in, it feel like me a clock. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NXT Rundown. I am your host, Ginger, and with me this week is Sal. Sal, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, Ginger. I'm sad that this is probably going to be one of my last NXT Rundowns for a while because... AEW returns to Wednesday nights on June 30th. I'm sorry, but moving on from that, uh, <laughs> that is not all, folks. We have a, re- a big surprise tonight, ladies and gentlemen. The Big Stick is back with us on the NXT Rundown. Sir, the missing man, how are you? I am still functioning, despite... Uh, <laughs> All rumors to the contrary. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 great to be back. I, I miss doing this. I miss you guys. I miss uh, every. I, I don't miss necessarily, you know, being up till one in the morning recording with you guys. But I do miss the the the, the whole experience. So, uh, had a chance to uh, get home early tonight. So I figured I'll hop on and, and talk about this bitch. Nice. Uh, by the way, I, I don't think we need any more dick pics. We we will never forget what your dick look like looks like. So you're you're good. You can stop doing that now. So I should I should stop forget I should stop posting pictures of it with like the World Trade Center with the never forget thing. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know how long it took me to get that flag to stand up on that though? It's fucking probably as long as your penis. So. Sal, what's going on in life, man? Oh, my life fucking sucks. <laughs> but I bitch about enough of it on AEW, so I don't even feel like getting into it. Um, the only thing that's good is that I got some fucking grade-A shit the other day at the dispensary. Nice. Like 27.6% THC. Mm. Oh, that's some RK bro shit right there. I fucking love it. Do, do we have a name? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's called uh, fucking Dog Patch. Brought to us by our friends at, like, 
I don't know, Grower's Reserve or something like that. But um, it's good. And it was the same price as the other shit. So uh, I took, like, just a fucking bowl pack and was out of my fucking mind. So I'm like, yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> yeah. That's Tonight I'm just chilling, though. Tonight I'm just having a couple beers. Yeah. If I ended up getting riddled tonight, you guys would hear. <laughs> uh, how about Do you, Jason? Time. You've been fucking MIA for quite some time now. Yeah, it's been a while. So uh, uh, we had uh, we went through the marathon that is the baseball season. Um, our team went to the town ball championship. Uh, it's a three-game series. Uh, we had the one seed, so we got to sit through the first round and just watch, and then they had to face us in the championship. Uh, game one, we won 4-2. to two. Nice. So we're in good shape. Uh, game two, my starter had a meltdown, gave up three runs in the first inning, had a complete meltdown, walked off the field, and went home. Um, so had to piece that thing together. We actually ended up extra innings, a 4-4 tie, um, before we ended up losing in extras. Um, now, so at that point during that game, there's a 10-year-old kid on the other team, really great kid, just first year playing in majors and just hasn't sort of put it all together yet. So just didn't spend much of the year on base, was out a lot. Um, he got on base. Uh, he tried to score from second on a hit. Uh, he was dead to rights at the plate. Catcher had the ball, was waiting for him. This kid jumped over the catcher and landed on home plate clean. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was at that point I realized that the universe did not want my team winning this championship. <laughs> um, so we went to game three, and my, my plan had been to start this one kid, but he's on Jackson's AAU team, and that morning he had thrown a lot of pitches for a so um you know some coaches would have run them out there anyway that's just not me um you know i worry more about the long term on the kids oh, so yeah. i went with somebody else um and he battled he kept us in it um it was we actually ended up in the fifth inning one out i took him out and i went to the kid because he had a I, I told him i didn't want to go more than 20 pitches with him after what he had done in the morning um, so I got him in there with a lead late in the game, only needed four outs and we couldn't put it together. We ended up losing six, uh, seven, six oh. in the championship last game. So we lost the championship. Um, but you know, Jackson hit a home run, which was awesome. There nice. was three home runs hit in the game and could have easily been six. There were a couple balls off the fence, a couple balls got caught right at the fence. So, uh, it was a fantastic game. It was one of the best series the town's seen in a long time. So, uh, a little solace on that. And now we're on to the All-Star season, and uh, we actually st- we have a scrimmage tomorrow, and then we play our first game Tuesday. And this is he made the All-Star team that uh, if they if they progress and continue, they would end up playing in the Little League World Series, which would be pretty fucking cool. So, um, you know, we tell them all the time. They got all the talent. It's just a matter of if they decide to beat themselves. Um, but so far, so good. Everything looks good, and we'll see. See how they go on the field once the uh, once the games actually start to count. So what you're telling us is you're going to be gone for another two months. <laughs> Little League World Series goes right up until about September. Yep. So yep. yeah, so, so if they 
if they get there, you fuckers won't see me for a while again. But uh, on the plus side, it's means I haven't had to watch Raw, so that's good. Oh, there you go. Uh, <laughs> Do you got to travel far for those um, All Star games? Uh, well, so right now we're at the beginning of it, which is the district championship. So it's okay. everybody around us. So if if we win the district, um, we would move on to uh, states, states, and then if we win states, we'd move on to regionals. And if you win regionals, that's when you go to Little League World Series. Now, the thing this year is that because of the pandemic, they are not doing international teams in the world in the Little League World Series this year. Mm. So what they're doing instead to continue to have the same amount of teams um, is that they're doing two representatives from each region. So like New England will have two teams instead of the typical one. So it's actually the best year to have a shot at it. Yeah, because um, you get two chances at once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's tough to get through the region we're in because the Rhode Island teams are usually incredibly strong. The Connecticut teams are usually incredibly strong, so it is tough. But uh, this team is as talented as any team I've ever coached so or been around, so um, they get a shot, and you know that's all you can ask for. So Cool. I mean, we go seven, eight deep on on quality, tough pitchers, which is not something you get a lot. And Damn, usually get two or three. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it really is. The actual Red Sox. They're in first place. Yeah, but they're pitching. They don't have much depth. Their their pitcher tonight had a no hitter into the seventh inning. Yeah, that's that's one guy. Their rotation's been actually pretty good the last couple weeks since they stopped letting them use sticky stuff. It's been <laughs> the meltdowns have been hilarious. Yeah, no, that's been great. Actually, I saw one today. I forget who, it, what, what team it was, but you know how they have those advertising things, the billboards that they can sort of graphically add the, mm-hmm. the advertisement for TV. It's not like live on the stadium, but you see it on the broadcast. It's like a green screen so, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> so on one side they had Gorilla Glue, on the other side they had Gorilla Tape. I'm like oh, that's fucking great. Oh my god. <laughs> and the pictures like right in between the two. Brilliant marketing um, right there. Absolutely. Uh, but enough about my baseball stuff, but I do want to say I am fucking super excited because Saturday uh, I return back to Atlantic Pro Wrestling, uh, and I talk about my, my commentary on APW a lot on these shows, or at least I did right up until the pandemic and everything got shut the fuck down. But now that we're back, um, this is probably the big. I, I mean, Ginger, you've been around for a long time. I, this is probably the biggest night in Atlantic Pro Wrestling history. I mean, yes. And it has nothing to do with the card. The card's great, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, but. We are going to be live on Fight TV. So if you are a Fight TV subscriber, $9.99, you can check out Atlantic Pro Wrestling New Dawn. Uh, great card. Uh, it, it, it's just it's going to be fantastic. It's a huge opportunity for myself, for everybody at APW, for the company as a whole. Um, I'm super proud to be a part of what we've built to getting to this point. I can't wait to see where we go from here. So. Uh, Fight TV, 999 Atlantic Pro Wrestling, New Dawn, this Saturday night. Check it out. Looks like I left the company at the really wrong time, huh? <laughs> Everything got great when you left. I, I know. Don't know why. <laughs> no, and you're not even lying either. Derek came back, so you got all your yeah. fucking audio and visual shit, AV stuff, and then um, now you got a fucking broadcast deal with Fight. Partners. you got great stuff going on for you guys. I'm actually yeah. really mad that I work Saturdays, because otherwise I'd be right back in there. But yeah. unfortunately, I don't. I gotta work. 
Speaking of being there on Saturday. Dun, dun, dun. I done bought myself a ticket. Nice. And I can't wait. Now, are you going solo or are you going with a group? Well, a friend of the show, Matt Riley, keeps claiming that he's coming with me. And he'll just, he claims he'll buy a ticket at the door. And I'm like, dude, if I fucking call you that day and you ghost me, I'll be fucking so pissed. I'm pretty sure they might be sold out. At this point? Oh, because I just checked the website. Like there yesterday. was a limited amount of seats still. They're still limited into how many people they can have. So I know they were close to sold out. If if he doesn't end up going, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna have fun. So, oh yeah. Okay. Um, but it's it's ironic because the last show I went to before the fucking pandemic was when AG won the APW title. There you go. Yeah. And um, I fucking loved it. Very It's so much fun when I go there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great venue. Um, mm-hmm. The atmosphere is always great for APW. The fans are fantastic. Um, and they've booed the shit out of me a lot of times, and that's fine. The, the energy is there. The passion is there. It's a fantastic uh, place to be if you're if you're an independent wrestling fan. Uh, check out Atlantic Pro Wrestling on Facebook. Get information. Even if they are sold out, there may still be a few tickets left. I haven't looked in a couple days. Um, but even if there aren't, check out the rest of the CAD schedule. If you're in the New England area, grab yourself a ticket. Go check this out. You will not miss it. And if you're not in the New England area and you're listening to this and you want to hear my big ass do commentary and see a great show in in Richard. also Adam from uh, AEW Rundown will be ring announcing that night as well. Uh, so the rundown will be well represented. Like I said, Fight TV, 9.99 Saturday night. Pull up a chair, grab a beer, get riddled if you want, and enjoy what should be a fantastic show. I'm glad that's a thing on this network. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is I think I started that. Like Nobody else was, was smoking on the shows, and then I, I did it like a couple times. And then uh, now all of a sudden everybody's doing yeah, it. Yeah, so. I never wanted to because I was like, oh, I'm going to completely forget i'm on the air and i'm just gonna stop talking i'm just gonna like stop playing on my and i fell asleep on the air during the wrestlemania recap i think but <laughs> <laughs> i passed out before we were supposed to record so should happen <laughs> what are you gonna do uh so let's how about you ginger how you been uh, i'm okay i'm so fucking tired i hear you like it's to the like Tuesday, for some reason, I woke up every hour and a half on the fucking button through the entire fucking night, Um, and then also getting kicked in the face multiple times by my daughter while I'm sleeping. Um, Yeah, it's... uh, I have something happening tomorrow that's kind of a big deal, but I'm going to wait till next week to discuss it, because kind of a kind of a big personal deal and i want to see how it goes first and then Sex change no 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 not i'm sorry gender reassignment no. Face. <laughs> no no uh but besides get that, his beard I mean, braided i got i got i got nothing really going on honestly i mean we're we're the wife started to paint the downstairs today so we know plus. we know it's not another kid because he got snipped. So oh yeah, no. If if there was another kid in the picture, there'd be some fucking problems up in this. I imagine so. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, just we're still working on the house. My dad's almost done with his deck, and then he's gonna put the wall up to split the house, and then it's just a little shit now that we just gotta get done. Oh, I got a pool that I still need to set up too. So, I'm trying, I want to get it done on a really cool day, which today would have been kind of fucking perfect, but 
I have to take care of my kids, so. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, you don't have to. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah. it's a good time for them to learn self-reliance. I'm just saying. I've actually been teaching them a lot that a lot lately. Like, I'll be like yeah. go play in your room for a little bit. And they'll yeah. do it. But then yeah. eventually I hear my little girl crying because Owen did something to her. I'm like, what are you doing, um, man? Yeah. <laughs> How old is he now? Uh, he is five, and he's a fucking giant. Yeah. All he five does is age. fucking <laughs> eat. I wonder what that's like. <laughs> like he people are like oh how old is he like six seven i'm like no he's five but like oh oh he's big I'm like, they think my yeah. kid is 16 ginger what's he i was gonna 12? say my my uh my middle daughter and jason's son are the same age but you would never know <laughs> so yeah you you know exactly what it's like it's like nope yeah so in in, in like that case like people expect like more responsibility, so to speak, or to act better, and it's like, no, kid, he's five. Like, right? Don't don't expect expect anything super amazing out of this kid. He's still five. Yeah. He's got an imagination like a motherfucker. Like today, he was yeah. pretending to be Sinkara and tagging with John Cena uh, in the Scooby Doo movie that they did together uh, uh, okay. WrestleMania uh, he probably, he'd probably cut a better promo than Kalisto so is that yes <laughs> <laughs> I will say uh, in the mornings when I wake up in the past few weeks I've left my podcast mic out I'll come out and he's like yeah. talking into it and shit I'm like yeah oh, <laughs> yes there you go. <laughs> but yeah, besides oh, that, it's just fucking. I'm I'm just tired, and hopefully I get to sleep in tomorrow a little bit. If not, then mm. I'm gonna be tired and for the rest of my life. Oh, I, I I'm, I'm hoping to sleep in on Sunday, but we'll see what because I haven't because my oldest fine uh, actually got a job and she's 16. She just turned 16. Nice. And she's she's a camp counselor at the Boys and Girls Club, which okay. is great bunch of other high school girls are doing it and she starts at 7 30 oh so i've been getting up to drive her to work every morning and being like who needs sleep sleep is yeah. for the week <laughs> i, hate uh, I did have to get my license renewed this week too oh you, you did have to or you did do it i, I had to well it was, was going to expire in like two weeks so i had to get it done um did you go to the rmv no i went to AAA actually uh, really? It's, it's a AAA down the street from my house. Yeah, if you have a AAA yes. membership, you can do all your RMV stuff there. Um, so I have a an, a little issue with my birth certificate has my father's name on it still, even though legally I've never used it. It never got legally changed on my birth certificate. So I can't get the real ID because I have to get my birth certificate changed first in order to do that. Oh. So. Um, so what I end up having to do is just getting the regular license renewed because uh, they pushed that deadline back to 2023, 20, I think. Yeah. Um, so I got a few more years, but I got to start the process of getting the other thing changed because people in Massachusetts who aren't in Massachusetts have no fucking idea what I'm talking about. But uh, <laughs> they changed their license to this real ID, which is basically like a federal identification. You can get into courthouses and shit with it. And if you want to fly, your passport you too? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you need it for everything. But uh, they've they had set originally that the deadline to switch it was this year, but then with the pandemic, they pushed it back a couple of years. So, um, but yeah, so I had to get a new picture taken, which was depressing. But uh, other than that, <laughs> yeah, 
And, and, and an update to a story I told earlier. Do you guys remember when I told the story on the show? We talked about guilty TV pleasures or, or weird TV things, and I said, I said I had, uh, I really liked the NCIS Los Angeles, but yes. I never got into the original. So being home and working from home, I was like, you know what? I'm always looking for stuff to binge in the background while I'm working. So I started. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna watch the original N- NCIS. I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm gonna give it a shot. I started watching it, and now I'm into it. And then I, I'm, I'm like, all right, this is cool. I'll, I'll just binge this. And then I look at it, and there's 18 fucking seasons. Yeah, man. God damn it. This is going to take forever. That shit's been going on. And it's Wait, still why? going, too. Like, Fuck. Yeah. I remember back to, in the day, my, my boy's now. grandmother used to watch that shit. <laughs> like, that was like 15 years ago. So. <laughs> Um, uh, so I got 11 more fucking seasons to do. I'm still not even halfway. That's depressing as fuck. Okay. <laughs> Something that I remembered happened to me Tuesday. I was on the phone with the IRS for two hours and 45 oh, yeah. minutes. Yeah, you said that in the host room, but I think we didn't get the story. Yeah. So basically, uh, you know how you can like check my refund. We had to mail our tax returns in this year. Okay. It doesn't say that they received our taxes yet. Oh, and we no. sent them over two and a half months ago. Uh, I mean, we, mail is slow, but fuck. Yeah, okay. and we sent it certified. Like, somebody had to sign for it yeah. at the IRS. So it's like, where the fuck are my tax returns? Like, that, that that's money I can use right now. Seriously. Like, two and, like I understand like that we had to send it in, so it's going to take a little bit longer. It said if you e-filed, it would take maybe 21 days, maybe four weeks. And then if you mailed them in, it would take up to six weeks. I'm like, yeah, I'm a month past that date, buddies. But my wife looked up some articles today, and apparently the IRS is so backed up from being shut down or not having enough employees at the moment that uh, they're just absolutely decimated with stuff because they have to do business taxes on them quarterly. They have to do all this other shit. And I'm just like, I just want my fucking tax return. Like I'm going to start getting my child credit before my tax return. Oh my God. (laughs) Ginger's like the fucking strip clubs are open. I need those fucking dollar bills. (laughs) Why do you think I sold all my video games? That's already gone. (laughs) But the IRS, um, the IRS has all these problems. You're just like I don't give a fuck. I like I don't stand care. on your fucking head and, and shoot fire out of your ass. I want my fucking money. Like, yeah, don't pull a Tuka Rask for Christ's sake. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's just it's frustrating. Like I understand it, but if it's that bad, have like a hundred people a day working on fucking returns or more. Yeah, offer overtime. Like yeah. that's what my company does when we're backed up in return. The government's too fucking cheap for that shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that's what I get going on. So I was on the phone with them for two hours and forty five minutes, and no resolution. Oh shit! They couldn't tell me. I was on hold for two hours and then forty five minutes getting. Oh, you need to talk to this person. Oh, we need to transfer you over here. Oh this person and then finally i got to somebody and they were like 
Yeah, we really can't tell you right now because we're so backed up. I'm like, you motherfuckers. They won't even, like, look into it or nothing for you? Well, apparently they did. Uh Apparently. Allegedly, (laughs) APW people say. But, yeah, it's, it's a fucking disaster over there. So I wouldn't be surprised if I got a tax form in my mail saying, hey, we never got your taxes. And then that's when I'm going to be like, you motherfuckers. You never know, though, because you called, you, that maybe that shit gets processed faster, you know, as opposed to, like, just ignoring it and being like, oh, we'll figure itself Dude, out. I'm sure they talk to hundreds of thousands of people a day about that shit. They don't care about me. A measly little fucking ginger guy in Newton, New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. But, um, if Dude, that's I just it. Send them the dick pics? Yes. No, because then... No, because then gin, uh, you'll get Ginger's refund. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we mailed that out. We mailed it to a Jason Stewart. <laughs> oh, real quick, before we go any further, the Marty interview. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's available, obviously, on the feed. But if you haven't checked out the VOD, please do, because it is a, uh, it is a treasure seeing Marty imitate Virgil. Oh and I'm not even going to get into the details of the Virgil story. Just know that there is a Virgil story. Yeah, NSFW. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Jason, how'd you feel about Marty ripping on your town? Depends on where you W. Uh, what town is that? Well, he said the Worcester area, but... Yeah, I don't live in Worcester, so... He's not wrong, by the way. Oh, he's not at all. <laughs> I've been to many concerts in Worcester, and boy, it's... It's, oh, at the, crazy. at the, uh, now the DCU Center? No, I'm um, at the, well, I've been to a couple of shows the there, but no, I, uh, the Palladium. Yeah, I've been to the Palladium. Love that and the place. DCU Center. But, Do you know, I helped, I helped rig the lighting at the Palladium at one point. Really? Nice. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little side work I was doing at one point. Um, and the owner, and I, I don't know if he's still the owner of the place, so I don't know if I should, well, fuck it, I don't care. Um, an, an individual who worked there, mm-hmm. I, will, I will say this, um, was very excited. Several of the people who were working there, he wanted to show us the security cameras that they have set up at the Palladium. Oh, boy. He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it records everything. And he fucking puts it. And it's, uh, he's like, check this out. The fucking, the fucking angles we can get and the shit we can record here. It's fucking great. Look at how in-depth we can get. And he puts on a video and the video was of him fucking some chick on the dance floor when oh. the club was closed. Oh my god. <laughs> like, full on ball slapping. Like, <laughs> he's very proud of himself. I would Probably be too. shouldn't have been, but he was. So How many people do you think he's shown that to? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I, we were certainly probably not the first, and I'd right. be very surprised if we were the last. last but. I don't think he's there anymore, but uh, oh, but yeah, it was an interesting experience. My my coolest experience at the Worcester Palladium, I got to go on stage with the Insane Clown Posse. That was bad. That was oh. badass. Huh. So, did were they asking how magnets work? Is that what it was? yes? Okay, magnets. How do they fucking work? God, that's the worst <laughs> goddamn line possible. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, they pulled a. F- few people up on stage to throw a fuck ton of fake all over people and I was one of the people that got picked and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. So There you go. Yeah, it was awesome. Were you wearing a white t-shirt at the time? No. Oh, okay. No. No. 
I figured they wanted to see a salami nips or something. No, salami <laughs> nips, dude. I don't have areolas. I only have nipple. I think I've explained this to people on this network before. I don't. I'm pretty sure it wasn't me, but I, you know, well, I gotta remember that. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, Jason, do you have any news? Yeah, it's a quiet week, at least uh, stuff yeah. that hasn't been covered already. Um, there was an interview recently done with uh, AEW President Tony Khan. Oh boy! And uh, I'm curious to uh, to hear your thoughts on this. Um, the hosts of the show he was on uh, started by talking about um, how good wrestling pay per views or names are already taken. Uh, he talked about how much he loves all four of his pay-per-view names, Revolution, Double or Nothing, All Out, and Full Gear. Uh, they said those names were okay, but they didn't come close to a name like WrestleMania. This is when Tony, because he has an inferiority complex, launched into this diatribe, <sighs> saying Double or Nothing last year and this year, in my opinion, was a better show than WrestleMania. And I liked this year's WrestleMania a lot better than last year's, because they had some fans this year, and everyone there worked their ass off both years. This year, they did a two-night show, and it was a good show. I thought Double or Nothing this year was outstanding, and it was the best wrestling show of the year so far and last year. Double or Nothing in the pandemic, it kicked the shit out of WrestleMania last year. The pandemic version last year, not even close. Double or Nothing, much better show. So, Sal, I, I know Ginger's probably pissed off just listening to that uh sal you're the AEW guy i know ginger didn't watch double or nothing so his frame of judgment here is a little bit off uh i know you watched both sal so what were your thoughts do you agree with tony khan or not i don't and double or nothing was good it was probably their best show since the pandemic but didn't touch wrestlemania not even on the same level i mean you know, forget the fact that WrestleMania was a two-night event with fans. Um, I don't think any match in Double or Nothing even compared to Bianca and Sasha. And I don't even think that was the best match on the card, but that was, like, one of the top matches. And it's just, look, I'm sorry, but the ambiance of WrestleMania, that's like saying, hey, my high school football championship was just, was better than the Super Bowl. No, nah, nah, it wasn't. <laughs> what, but, but what on WrestleMania could have competed with Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo? Anything. Fucking Natalia winning the tag titles is better than Cody Rhodes. I would watch Natalia win the tag titles with Tamina, then watch Cody and Agogo again. In fact, Cody and Agogo, they did the one thing that I never thought would have been possible when you finally welcome fans back to the... Uh, to the uh, arena and that was kill the crowd so yeah. you had the shit show that was stadium stampede too you had a foregone conclusion match for your heavyweight title with orange cassidy uh in that triple threat match but with that Omega match was Pac. at least entertaining like i i enjoyed that match it wasn't a, it, it would have been fine as a secondary title match sure like yeah. i the, the match itself was not it, sh it didn't have the gravitas of the heavyweight championship and if it did it should certainly not have gone on before stadium stampede which was oh a shit yeah show. no i hated stadium stampede um darby allen and sting i think we discussed this on one of the shows um beating ethan page and scorpio sky was it was just ridiculous uh, Britt Baker winning the title was good. It was about time. 
Miro Cage and Lance Page Archer. was all right. That was a good opener. Yeah, Miro and Lance Archer was completely non-memorable. I don't remember a single thing about that match, really, other than that Miro won. Uh, Jungle Boy won the match to be the next guy that loses to Kenny Omega. Uh, and the Young Bucks just killed the shit out of the super kick against Moxley and Eddie Kingston. Like, yeah, Page and Cage was a good match. Other than that, I didn't love any. I didn't Britt Baker. Other than and that, Britt that Baker. was a, yep. that was a pretty. And, and Britt Baker came on after Cody had killed the crowd, so yeah. you didn't even get the same crowd reaction you wanted for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like I like AEW, and I actually I didn't hate Double or Nothing as a show, but to sit there and say it, it had anywhere near the gravitas of WrestleMania is just no. It's not, asinine, like I understand but... you own the company and you got to sort of protect the shield a little bit, but come on, these. So speaking of protecting the shield, and I know Tony. Oh, hold on, Ginger. What do you think about that? Do you like? Do you think Double or Nothing was better than WrestleMania? Hashtag side of rumor. Tony Khan removed his own ribs to suck his own dick. <laughs> God, dude. Like, really? You're gonna blow yourself that hard? Like, I, I, I get it. You run completely around. unprompted too. Like, just because somebody said WrestleMania is a great name for an event. He, this is and and to me this is the biggest problem AEW has from ownership straight down through that roster there is a serious inferiority complex to WWE where they feel the need to constantly compare themselves and try to put themselves over WWE instead of just doing their own thing and being their own thing they have to constantly try to create this measuring stick and it's only it's only serving to hurt them in the eyes of the fans in a lot of except not the stands but the fans um and i think it's just it's it's just poor business that's just my opinion you know it's weird when they first launched i kind of thought they were going to take the paulie approach and they kind of were going to be like these like market themselves like ecw did right but when ecw did it you know, they weren't like barely legal was better than WrestleMania. No, they didn't fucking say shit like that. You know what I mean? They kept they were their like, own selves. Yeah, they were like, here's our and and mind you, Paulie was not above taking shots at Vince or Bischoff. Oh, no. He did it a bunch, but this, you know, a lot of times, like if you asked fucking Paulie back in the day, if you had him on an interview and you asked that question, he would have been like, I don't give a shit what they're doing over there. I'm worried about what we're doing here. Yep. And that, and like, that's actually, Jason, what I was going to ask you. I understand Tony's a money mark, and I understand he's a fucking idiot. But, I mean, is this just typical, like, promoter bullshit? Oh, yeah, they all, they all think their shit don't stick. Here's my, like, the biggest farce, the biggest joke in the world of professional wrestling is that people continuously try to pump it up as though Tony Khan is calling all the shots in AEW. <laughs> this guy's never run a wrestling company before. He's got four guys who are wrestlers who are EVPs, who, by the way, are the centerpieces and focuses of the company. 100%. These guys are calling the shots. But, and smartly on their part, because they want to avoid the backlash of, well, we're just putting ourselves and our buddies over, they're going to propagate this myth that Tony Khan is actually running everything. He's not. But he's starting, he's starting to work himself into a shoot, though. 
<laughs> he's starting to believe the bullshit. Oh, no. And he's starting to think he's Vince McMahon. No, even and, worse, he's going to turn into Vern Gagne. <laughs> and that, that was the biggest downfall for Bischoff. When Bischoff started to believe he was at that level, Vince had to whip out his dick and smack. Now, I don't think Vince can whip out it, whip it out and smack anybody anymore, unfortunately. I, I think he's lost his fastball. So there is, there is the opportunity for Tony Khan to do something here. But the entire company needs to stop trying to be the WWE. They need to stop measuring themselves against WWE because they can never ever measure that would be like listen like I mean <sighs> okay wait 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 I'm, I'm gonna stop right there I, you... so, so, I, so I got a big dick right <laughs> I'm never gonna whip it out with Shaq in the room cause I'm never gonna fucking win that doesn't matter like it doesn't matter how big I am that dude's bigger AEW needs to understand that and have that same approach Stay in your lane and be as big as you can be. But don't put yourself artificially on that level because you're only going to make yourself look smaller. So I don't understand that for two years now they've been doing this. Like, I kind of gave them a pass when they launched, like, originally. Like, with Cody with the fucking throne. I was like, okay, they're playing up to the marks. And they're they're trying to just create a buzz, but two years later they're still fucking doing it. And like you said, it's an inferior it, it it's an inferiority complex where they just like are so like no, you have to think of us on the same level as WWE. It's not gonna fucking happen. No, it's not. Like and you, what I don't understand is that TNA showed you this blueprint ten years ago, and they showed you what would happen if you tried it. They're doing it anyway. By the way, how's that, ta- how's that uh, working relationship working out for TNA? How's it working for all three companies? Oh, it's great for AEW. They're getting free advertising. They're getting their guys all over the place. They're I collecting- guess, but it's not moving the needle. <laughs> it doesn't have to move the needle for AEW, really. I mean, it's just That's about it's having just about another terrible. fan base think they're fucking great. That's but true. what is it? What is this benefited? impact at all their ratings haven't really moved their talent is never showcased on AEW's programming AEW just does whatever the fuck they want on impact show and then it's never reciprocated hell at one point AEW is literally making fun of impact on their show at one point they do it every week dude. Oh, okay so <laughs> what the fuck is the point of this relationship if you're impact i understand I kind of and credit New Japan. New Japan recognized this really fucking quick because for all the talk of the quote unquote forbidden door, other than that one match where they sent Kenta over to work Moxley, the fuck else have we seen from there? But the rumor is Abushi. That's the new hot rumor that Kota Abushi okay. is going to come work a match with Kenny. Sure, I've heard Okada. I've heard I've heard them all. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Kota Bushi, I would believe more because he's got that relationship with Kenny, but I don't know. I, if I'm New Japan, I'm not sending him over here. If Kenny wants to go to Japan, that's fine. Right, but what do you get out of it? That's the thing. For a good working relationship, both companies have to get something out of it, and I don't think Impact's getting a damn fucking thing out of it. But yeah, no, so anyway. Making them, they, their fucking guys look like shit because AEW right, exactly. guys have won every single time, I believe, right? To that point, um, I... Kenny had a title match with Moose a couple weeks ago, 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be Moose's time. He's going to win the title. No, they had fucking Kenny go over with help from the box. Yeah, man. Are you serious? And plus, the match was in Daly's place. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know who's running Impact, but they're running it into the ground. <laughs> Told you, uh, AEW is filled with self-fucking marks, dude. Yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, but in other news, John Cena is mm-hmm. off doing the promotional shoots and interviews for the Fast and the Furious 9, which actually I can't wait to see. Um, but he was recently on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, and Fallon asked him what all the rumors are about him coming back to WWE, and he did not say, he did say, in fact, quote, those rumors are true. I'll definitely be back in WWE. I just don't know when. SummerSlam. See, I'm thinking Mania. I don't. I think he's still doing the promotional tour for the rest of the summer. I don't see yeah, him coming it's, it's back. SummerSlam. It's him and Roman at SummerSlam. Um, and then they're saving The Rock for Mania. So, are um, they going to get Brock versus Lashley then? Possibly. Okay. So, so the rumored card is Brock Lashley, Cena, Roman, and Seth Edge. It's already a great card. I already want. I already watch. can't wait to see it. Or it's Gasmic. already going to be better. It's already better than anything AEW can put on the air. Like, and that's and that's my point. Why make those comparisons when they can do this and go fuck you with three matches right on your forehead like, in Los Angeles like, in front of fans? Holy yeah. shit! Stop! Stop fucking poking the bear. That's all. Oh I'm my saying. god! The return of John Cena against what Roman is now. Holy right. shit! Yeah. That's those promo insane. battles now? I mean, the promo battles were good when they fought before. When they had the program before, yeah. But now that Roman's on this next level shit... And uh, that would be the perfect foil for Roman at this point. Exactly. Uh, Fallon continued asking Cena why he posted the WWE logo on social media, and Cena said, yeah, I posted that back in May. I was feeling rather nostalgic about the WWE, and I just wanted to post the logo, and some people took it as I was returning immediately, which that's not the case but I haven't had my last match, and I can't wait to have my next one. Uh, Of course, after he went through his list of movies coming up, he mentioned that the movie insurance companies uh, complicate his availability to wrestle, saying once you do one of these things, the insurance doesn't let you go wrestle on the weekends, so we'll see what happens. So uh, Cena definitely coming back. Uh, Of course, it's rumored it's Roman. If it's not Roman, who else would you like to see John Cena in the ring with, Ginger? I don't know, dude. Um, I mean, me, me and Sal were kind of slightly discussing this before we started recording, but I mean, maybe an NXT guy? No, no. Give they, them, they, they, give, they, it has he, to be somebody with gravitas to be able to get in there with. I mean, with Cole, Cena, are you telling me Cole wouldn't be a nice gravitas with Cena? I don't think Cole is known enough to the mainstream audience to have it mean anything. Yeah. I got one for you. Uh-huh. Matt Riddle. Okay. Now, uh, granted, he's doing this RK Bro thing right now, but still, like, we're two months away, or even down the road, even even you know a little bit later in the year, if we got a one on one with Matt Riddle and Cena, I'd be down for it. Okay. Okay. I was thinking of a different person, actually. Who? Oh, Biggie. Okay. We've talked a lot about how the Biggie push has sort of stalled a little bit. What better way to wake up the Big E push than to have him 
feud with Cena. Two guys who are powerlifters. They've got a friendship and a history. There's all sorts of videos of E working out at Cena's gym and when he was a younger younger guy first getting into WWE. There's a story there that you could write that would easily tell itself, and I think Cena would be the way to elevate Big E to that next level that you want him at. So That would be fun. To that point, Cena versus Cesaro would be fun, too. We've seen it, though. I know. But we've seen Cena versus Roman. So, Yeah, but not the current Roman. It's a completely different guy at this point. What about, what if Cena went at Lashley? I think that could work. That could work, for sure. I think that could be fun. Especially, (laughs) like, given they have history, too. I mean, fuck. Yep, 100%. It's going to be interesting to see... What the hell happens? Because wait, wait, wait! I got it! I got it! Cena versus Almas. Oh, God. there it is. <laughs> oh no! You mean Almas? Almas. 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 Nope, he's not there anymore. Uh, <laughs> we uh, we all started thinking when uh, Sonya Deville showed up that it was just a matter of time before she got back in the ring. Of course, her her current Angle is based on the fact that she lost a loser leaves WWE match to Mandy Rose at SummerSlam, but um, we've seen certainly WWE get their way around those loser leaves matches, not actually <laughs> counting. But uh, so, of course, the natural question is when is Sonya Deville going to get back in the ring? Uh, she was a guest on the Bump recently and seemed to pour a little cold water on that idea, saying, "I love what I do right now. I think it's a natural fit." I'm a leader in life, and I think it transitions well into a suit and tie. I love being in charge. I'm content where I'm at right now. At the end of the day, of course, I'm a fighter, but I'm really enjoying growing and learning in this role, and I don't see it coming to an end anytime soon. Uh, Sal, disappointed at this, or? So, given the what she went through, right, um... I don't blame her for wanting to take her time. And if and if she's enjoying her on-screen role right now, and she's not pumping, I mean, more power to her. She, she's on TV. She's getting paid. I think when she's ready, she'll let them know. And and I, as a fan, am disappointed because I love Sonya Deville, but whatever she's happy with, man, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, it's 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 sad, but it's good at the same time. Like, she, obviously, she's got to she, she'll let them know when she's ready to get back in the ring. And mm-hmm. before, you know, she had that loser leaves town match and all that personal life shit happened. She was on a fucking roll. Promos, in ring work was just magnificent we were even talking about her going for the women's championship on which whichever show the fuck she was on but unfortunately all this shit happened and but i i mean if i keep seeing her on my tv i'm okay with it so i just want to be awesome kick the shit out of people again but what's that i'm i'm just gonna throw this out in the universe but Imagine she puts herself into the Money in the Bank match this year and she gets the briefcase and just carries it around while still being an authority figure. That would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. We haven't actually talked about this yet, but uh, we we still got obviously a little bit of ways to go. But who is your, uh, let's say, your booking? Who's winning the Money in the Bank matches this year? Mm. 
I know so some I, people. I, I know they've I, done like maybe half of the qualifications at this point. Yeah. Um, based on that, I wouldn't be opposed to Ricochet winning it. I think that's more hopeful than actual like prediction, but I'd be fine if Ricochet held the money in the bank. Okay. See, I have two scenarios for the men's one that, that I both like. Um, first being Kofi and Big E. I'm sorry, Kofi and uh, Lashley are fighting for the championship at Money in the Bank. Yes. What if Big E wins the Money in the Bank case at the beginning of the show? And then Kofi hits Trouble in Paradise, but he's taken such a beating. And then while Kofi and, and, and Lashley are both down, E runs in, similar to Seth Rollins, cashes in, and wins the title right out from under Kofi. Be one of the best heel turns in quite some time. Or the other scenario is uh, Riddle wins it, and uh, Orton is feuding with whoever the champion is. Orton loses the match. The champion's gloating. Orton hits an RKO, and then Riddle cashes in, and Orton helps Riddle win the championship. Only to turn on him later. But no, oh, yeah, that, that's the inevitable. See. I think it's absolute money if Riddle wins it because just the fucking promos, like <laughs> when he's just rambling on and, he, and, and he's talking to Orton and he's just like, and, and, and bro, I got the money in the bank and you know what that means. <laughs> so you can have great comedy with it, but unlike last year, you'd have it on a guy who you could actually envision winning the heavyweight championship. Yes. Yes. So. Yes. Uh, the other possibility, a third possibility that sort of just popped into my head was, what if Jay Uso wins it, and it increases that tension between him and Roman, and it's just that thing sitting in there? Yeah, because right idea. now Jimmy seems to have fallen in line based right. on last week's match. Right, but right. Jay has disappeared. Yeah, Jay shows up even unannounced. Like they have like like he takes somebody out who was originally in the match. Yeah, that would be money. I'd love it. I'd absolutely love it. But and as for the women's case, to me, the odds-on favorite should be Sasha Banks. I think Sasha would be great carrying the case. Um, Be- Becky's another obvious one because she has sort of traded in her belt for the case last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Uh, who else would you see? You can't rule that? out that Charlotte wouldn't be great carrying that around. I think for her <laughs> character, it would fit her character well, yeah. yes. I think, I think Ginger would lose his fucking mind if they put money in the bank on her, too. I, I um, wouldn't, because <laughs> I think she'd be great at it, as far as carrying it around and stuff. Yeah, for sure. I think the case always works better with a heel, personally. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, yeah. Um, there are certainly scenarios where you could do it with the face and have it work well. Uh, it would be a great great thing for someone like Liv Morgan to sort of elevate her finally to where she should be. Could um, it revitalize Asuka? Or you don't well, want to see the she won it last year. Yeah, yeah she won it last year. I don't know if there's um, any reason to put it on her again. I, I have a feeling I know who it's going to be for the women. It's going to be um, Alexa Bliss. Ow. Should be Shayna Baszler. I, I don't it, think it should it's be Shayna. I'd, I'd like to see Shayna. I think that would be the better of the two. Um, as for the men, I could see Cesaro 
maybe, with the push that they've been given him with Rollins and the pretty good feud he just had with Roman. Um, but obviously, I don't. I, I think it's going to be a Raw guy this year. What if it was a dude like Mansoor? Really, uh, like, elevated stuff. More on him in a few minutes. <laughs> um, I don't see that happening. Um, Here's why I don't think it's Alexa. It would be like if Bray won it. And it just doesn't fit the character at all. But I don't know that I could see it being Cesaro either. I think you want a guy who can cut promos oh, yes. really well with it yeah. to sort of put I that over. That's more um, hopeful. But I do agree yeah. with Jason that Liv would be elevated like crazy if she wanted. Yes. That would be really well done. Especially when they just kind yeah. of fucked her over by firing her. Or maybe partner. it's, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it's the return of, no, Ronda's pregnant. Never mind. Anyway. Uh, oh, wait, no, wait, wait. wait. Here's, some, here's some fucking heel heat. What if Eva's proxy wins it and then therefore gives it to Eva? Oh, my That wouldn't God. shock me either. That would be fucking good, though, for some fucking healy. That would be some money shit. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't want to see Jimmy or Jay win it, because that's just more shit in that storyline. Like That's the only that's the only storyline I care about in this company. But no, right I now, understand so. that, but wouldn't it be nice to have somebody some somebody else be able to carry it that would make things sure, interesting. Sure, you can put it back on the Miz or something, but I'd rather put it on a, in, in some way where it's it's useful and it's good TV. Well, speaking of it, the conflict of, of Roman having to constantly look over his shoulder and Jay, you know, not knowing and the conflict of if he should cash in on Roman or well, you know, would, it, I, would it be entertaining? Yes, but give somebody else a fucking story that's going to be interesting how quickly we forget that that would be a huge elevation for jay uso like <laughs> i think jay's already big as it is to be honest no nah, i is, think i think he's, he's lost money a little in the bit. bank man. yeah he's lost a little bit since it, for, since he lost out in the saddle roman last year yeah and, sure. and i think that puts him right back on top and i think his brother returning sort of reminded everybody that oh he's just that guy in the tag team mm-hmm. like now this would be something to sort of freshen him up and, and get him back into the yeah. The singles round. But in any event, uh, just an interesting conversation. Obviously, uh, hit us up on the socials and let us know who you think should win or how you would uh, book that. But uh, last piece of news I have, it's not really a piece of news so much as it is like a what the fuck, but uh, Montez Ford posted a picture of himself uh, and his daughter in a and his he is in a hospital bed looking like he's either coming right out of surgery or getting ready to go into surgery. Uh, fist bumping his daughter. So apparently something going on with Montez Ford. There are rumors that his shoulder is worse than thought and he's getting it fixed. So uh, certainly wish the best for Montez. Oof. And it sucks to lose him. Yeah. That's a big, oh, that's a big, uh, that's a big hit to the tag team division on SmackDown. I got to tell you, and I wasn't on the show to discuss it, but the promo battle and the build to the match between the New Day, not the New Day, the Usos and uh, the Street Profits was one of my favorite things recently that wasn't Roman on WWE TV. I, a long program between those two would have been awesome. Cool. It was fun, but I didn't like how they did that with them getting like screwed by the ref on the first attempt and then the second no, attempt. No, it was booked poorly. I'm talking about yeah. the atmosphere and the feel of those two teams in the yes, ring together. Yes, I agree with that, yep. 
Um, but yeah, no, it wasn't booked well. Oh, by the way, the person who wanted Money in the Bank this year is probably going to be Dominic Mysterio. Anyway, uh, so, oh. Ginger. <laughs> uh, so, Ginger, you have a story you want to share with our listeners, I believe? Yeah, I came across it before we came on. Uh, Mansoor accidentally took a dump in Shane McMahon's locker room because poop is funny. Uh oh. Uh, so he was recently on an interview on, on Talk Sport, um, and <clears throat> we were sort of in a little small locker room. This happened at the um, Greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, me and other Saudi boys, uh, well, actually, it was me and the Saudi boys and the sumo wrestler they had for the Greatest Royal Rumble. We were sharing that, and they were like, okay, you're going to go to that bathroom down there, all right? Down the hall. That's what we used. That's what all the boys used. So the next time we were in Saudi for the biggest battle royal, uh, I was going to do going to that bathroom because I knew that was the bathroom that we used, right? That's the one I go to. So I walk in, go into the bath, go into the stall, and I do my business. And it's one of those automatic flush toilets that I hate because I like to adjust, you know. And every time I move an inch, it flushes. I feel your pain, mentor. So it's like I'm giving birth in there. <laughs> what the fuck? So the so that's happening, and then walk out into the small locker room. There's a few lockers here and and three stalls. And who do I see to my right? There's Shane McMahon. I see him there, and he's got his bags out. I'm like, hey, hey, how's it going? And he looks at me with the most confused face and says, hey, man. Then I'm looking at my hands like, oh, I can't shake his hand, obviously, because you just took a shit. So I go over and wash my hands. I look over at the towels, and they're out. So my hands are wet, and I'm like, sorry. He goes, no, 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 it's okay. So then I go walk out the door, and he says, hey, wait a minute. So he stops. So I stop and freeze in a cold sweat. He looks over and says, "Who are you?" And I go, "I'm Mansoor." And he goes, "Okay, nice to meet you. I'm Shane. Okay, nice to meet you." And I walked out like God. This that was so weird. I totally bungled that interaction. I didn't shake his hand and I wasn't respectful. And it was all it was all weird. And then I realized I went back and looked on the other side of the door. There's a piece of paper. There's a piece of paper that says Shane McMahon's locker room. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I just took a dump in Shane McMahon's locker room. I think that's a pretty fucking funny story. Um, I think poop stories are hilarious. Shout out to Brandon Webb. Uh, but imagine that. You fucking close the door and you see the piece of paper, Shane McMahon's locker room. You're like, oh, shit. Literally. Oh, kind of funny. I thought you were gonna say that Shane Shane responded with, "Did you just take a dump in my bathroom, dude?" If he did, I would have just jumped to that part. <laughs> <laughs> poor poor Monsoor. Of all the fucking people, the only thing the worst could have been like Triple H's like private like locker room Vince. or something, or Stephanie. No, because Vince has no fucking idea what's going on anymore. <laughs> he wouldn't even have fucking batted an eyelash. Did you just take a shit in my bathroom? Oh, man. All right, well, if that's it. Um, that is it. All right. Uh, Jason Sally, you guys ready? Yep. All right, cool. 
No, no, no. He said, are you ready? I heard him. Okay. Just check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the NXT Rundown. We uh, start off the show with a recap of all the chaos from last week to start. So much chaos. <laughs> Adam Cole is first tonight, and he's taking on his hand-picked opponent. But first, a promo. He says he was assaulted by Samoa Joe last week. He shouldn't have to pick his own opponent tonight. After Great American Bash, he will be considered the greatest NXT, NXT superstar of all time. All of a sudden, I just about jump out of my motherfucking seat because Carmelo Hayes, a.k.a. Christian Casanova, comes out to the ring. Before we get to the appearance of Carmelo Hayes, I thought Adam Cole did a really great job with with character work here because he was like, why do I have to pick an opponent? Why do I have to have a match before I fight Kyle? I don't have – why, because Regal said so? How about this? I'm not picking anybody. You people are lucky that I even showed up tonight. (laughs) Classic Adam Cole. Perfect. Uh, Carmelo says, you may not know who I am, but I know who you are. So the crowd was chanting at one point, who are you? That was why I think he he went that Uh, route right off the – which is off the cuff nice. Is that a shoot? Is that what really what they were chanting? Because I know yeah. Vic said it later, but I, I need yeah. to hear that. No, you could hear it. It wasn't like overwhelmingly loud, but you okay. could hear it if you went back Idiots. and listened to it. Um, oh, they're from Florida. What do you expect? If, <laughs> says, if anyone's going to change his mind, it's going to be me. Cole says, how are you can go, going to do that? Uh, and Carmelo kind of pauses and says... There is this famous quote. I just can't remember how it goes. Ruthless aggression. He tosses the microphone. Delivered it the same sort of way that's the way, same sort of way Cena did yeah. mm-hmm. to uh, Kurt Angle, which was great. And then he said, and then he looks at Cole and goes, "Same energy." Before he tosses oh, the microphone at him. And, and he uh, fucking said, "Same energy." I marked the fuck out because I thought yeah, it was absolutely, hundred percent. He tosses the mic to the ref and bit slaps Cole. And we're off to the races, ladies and gentlemen. Adam Cole. I was so fucking happy. Dude, like, I was... all the fucking people to pick a fight with in NXT. It's so weird. Like, I I watch shit like this and shit like AG, and there are so many more people that were so much more influential on, on their careers. But I still feel a little bit like a proud dad, because, like, mm-hmm. I watch these kids come up from the beginning, from, like, entering wrestling school i remember ag refereeing i remember christian casanova i'm sure you do matt uh ginger doing fucking camera work at apw before yep. he was just starting to train like i i literally watched these these kids from the beginning and there's definitely an element of like proud parent uh I, i'm so fucking happy for this kid and we're talking about you guys talked about last week like oh they gave blake christian the same treatment they gave christian casanova and it's like Carmelo Hayes. I gotta get fucking used to that. Um, yeah. But here's the thing: in two appearances for Carmelo Hayes, he's, they've put him in the ring with Kushida and now Adam Cole. Yes. Yep. They are strapping the rocket to this fucking kid, and rightfully so. Yeah. Um, it's amazing for you guys because obviously you've worked with him, you know him. For me, as a fan watching him in the Indies um, and on local shows for the past fucking couple of years, really. Um, to see him on cable television in the WWE 
doing this work. It's just like, oh my fucking god, this is amazing. And 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 the thing that like we've seen people in that moment in those spots get swallowed up by the other mm-hmm. guy in the ring by the sure. moment. He did not look uncomfortable and un or un unfamiliar in that role at all. He looked like he fucking owned that that moment. And, uh, he owned a moment with Adam Cole, and that says a lot. Uh, yeah. Was it me, Jason? Did he he look a little more like ripped body? Oh, he looked ripped when he debuted. He was he was pretty thick when he left. Um, the last the last few appearances he had in New England, he was really spending a lot of time on bulking up, and it was obvious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's definitely. I mean, you get into the performance center, you're working out all the time with fucking specialized coaches and yeah i'd expect it that's why that's why people when people don't when people go in the other direction when they get to the pc those people don't last very long to right. the um but- <laughs> dp <clears throat> well okay so as a fan right that was my only critique on christian as when i first saw him in, in chaotic i was like he's really fucking small like skinny so but but now I see him like on TV and, and he's bulked up and he's standing next to Cole and I'm like, dude, he looks like a WWE superstar. So I, I think I've told the story before. Like the the first singles title this guy ever won, I booked him to win um, because and, and Jackson actually we were having a conversation when this was airing and he was I, he's heard that story before and he's like, well, so why did you why did you do it when he was still so young? Why did you why did you trust him with that? And I said, there are, and Ginger, you can attest to this, there are certain people who just have, and I hate hate the phrase, the it factor, because I think it gets so overused, but there is a thing that very few people have that you don't know them from Adam, and they walk through a curtain, and you are instantly drawn into them. Christian was one of those guys. Yep. From day one, the first time you saw him come through a curtain, whether he was Michael Jackson, Killanova, whatever the fuck gimmick he was doing, you were instantly drawn to his charisma. Um, AG was another one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been a few others who didn't always make it, um, but they still have that same impact on the indies. They just, you know, the work never reached that level, but the personality and the charisma still are still there. Um, but yeah, he's he's got it in spades, and it showed again on this in this moment. Mm-hmm. So, Speaking of which, to book him, I'm sorry, it's no, it's a guess number. I have to to book him on TV saying the Cena line. Yeah, no, you're 100%. right. They absolutely see something in him, and they're booking him huge, and I love yeah. it. Yeah. Trips loves his New England guys. That's true. <laughs> Cole tries to attack, but, but hey, then why is AG relegated to 205 Live? <laughs> I mean, I. Oh, oh, did you? I don't know. You guys covered the the story on any of the news things. Uh, it broke last week. Uh, WWE officially filed a trademark for the name Josh Briggs. So really? stay tuned. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. I it's wonder. Coming. I wonder if he's going to go up straight up. We'll see. To Raw SmackDown. Put him with Dijakovic. Fuck, what's his name? Get him out of there. Give me Briggs Dijakovic, a two fucking monster team. 
that can work. Anything else? I was, I was just going to say, speaking of New England guys that impressed me this week, um, uh, Warbeard, Hanson, yep. his, his interactions with Styles have been amazing. Even verbally, like even on the mic, I thought he and Eric, Eric too. Um, both of them have been really good uh, uh, on their TV time on Raw since they came back. They want to stay on TV, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cole tries to attack, but Hayes gets a few licks in. Cole gets a separate, gets a little separation, but Hayes, Hayes hits a. Springboard, turning clothesline, then a crossbody plancha as Cole was taking a powder on the outside. Cole then hits a big boot Hayes on to Hayes, and he sends him off the apron. <coughs> Excuse me. Nice neck breaker by Cole as he's in, in clear control. Hayes hits a TKO on his, onto his knee, then a big clothesline for a two. Cole tosses Hayes into the barricade three times as we get tossed into box. We come back, and Cole is still in control of the matchup. Uh, Back roll over and pump kick by Hayes, but Cole returns the favor. Cole hooks up a suplex, but Hayes counters into a lifting cutter for a two. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What did you say he, he countered him into? A lifting cutter because he turned it in, out of a nope, suplex. Nope, nope, nope. That was innovative offense. Oh <laughs> fuck you, dude! I don't even have my soundboard up, so you're not getting it this week. Um, <laughs> nice into Gary, then a huge fucking code breaker by Hayes. That looked fucking giant for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, Cole reverses a fireman's carry and hits a lung blower for a two. Hayes hits a super kick to stop Panama Sunrise, but Cole hits his own off a springboard. Cole hits Panama Sunrise, and that's all she wrote as Adam Cole gets the win against Carmelo Hayes. What a fucking showing. Man. By the way, can we just talk about the sell on the Panama Sunrise? <laughs> that was I have a feeling that he was spoken to about that. You think it, it was, was a bad... bad? Yes. It was very indie. It was very indie uh, yes. for sure. Yeah. Okay. But he went fucking, he like bounced up, he propelled himself up, and then just went fucking limp and went over. I didn't I didn't hate it. I, I, really mean, didn't. I, I, thought, I didn't hate it. I thought it was cool. But I thought it put the move over huge. Yeah. I, I, I agree. But it's basically, it's just him doing a handstand when he shouldn't be able to move after taking the move. That's just but, my little critique. I understand yeah, what you're saying, but... In kayfabe, that's what everything is. In kayfabe, the fucking Panama Sunrise would never really work anyway in real life. Oh, I know. I mean, so to, to sit there and say, well, that's not how it would no, really affect you no, in real I, life. I, sort of I, I'm looking from a Booker's point of view on national television. That's like Shawn Michaels doing a fucking headstand after a big boot. So... But, uh, yeah, that match is fantastic. Another good showing. We go. Um, oh, my only. Actually, it wasn't even the selling on the um, with the handstand. My slight concern was, like, the moving of the feet while he was getting pinned. And I'm like, hmm. Oh, yeah. I think you should probably be out cold. Yeah. But, what you know, 
It's not my NXT, so yeah, I'm sure if somebody had an issue with it, they'd talk to him about yeah. it. So. We go to Frankie Monet with Aaliyah and Jessica Maya. Monet says, we... You forgot someone. Who did I miss? It wasn't just it wasn't just Jesse Kamea there. I said Wesley was there as well. I said Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. And Frankie Monet and Presley. Uh, Presley wasn't there. Was he? Presley was there? Yeah, oh. she was holding the dog. Well, the one she keeps fucking losing. She doesn't put a fucking Presley. leash on it. <laughs> the dog did great work this week, alright? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, she says to the ladies... The dog also took a dump in Shane McMahon's locker room. <laughs> you should be known as the winner's circle. There's your fucking team, and that's also a bar in Salisbury, Massachusetts. The winner's circle. Can we get a t-shirt too, that looks like point. the Guns N' Roses album? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bobberty Fuckface busts through the door and says he's been looking all over for them. Frankie says it's going to be a big night for the Fuckstone brand, and she light slaps his hand... She light slaps hands with the ladies and slaps hands with Stone, and he screams for no fucking reason at all. He screams because the dog Cause the tried dog. to bite him. Yeah, the dog oh. nipped at him, dude. Oh, I don't fucking know, dude. And I, he was I, like, I what, that? what did you think of the suit, Ginger? Oh, my God. Dude. <laughs> like. I don't, I, set, set, set the tone for the listeners. Like, if they didn't see it, describe the suit. This was like. Shawn Michaels uh, entrance zip-up gear, but, like, split, like, the squares in the middle. Four squares. I like, think I think Beth called it perfectly. It looked like a training bra. <laughs> it was like a training bra in the middle of his suit. Yep. So, like, I don't fucking understand what's going on there. Um, okay, Ginger, you were right. Last week, you said, I can see Frankie Monet stealing Aaliyah oh, yeah. and Jesse Kamea away obvious. from Fuckstone, and that's exactly what we're getting. Yep. How yeah. did you not see that is the bigger question. Uh, yeah. uh, no, I, I had just said, it's, I, I feel like she's just a shit stirrer, like she's causing trouble with everybody, but then this week we refocused again on, on Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea, and I'm like, alright, there we go. Oh, yeah. Which, oof. Yikes. Dinner time, looking very good in hot pink, and her guest is Zoe Stark. She asks Zoe, Zoe about her match tonight with the Stone brand. Um, but why did she save Io last week? And from Io, from Io's past, we know she doesn't play well with others. Io walks up and says, I respect you, but I don't like you. End of segment. <laughs> I am... <sighs> What's up, buddy? I feel like we've reached the point where EO is now boring in NXT. Yes. She's spinning her wheels. Yep. There's yeah. no point in her being there. Nope. Now we're just looking for shit for her to do. It doesn't feel natural or organic or real. Or It's like, hey, we, we got EO. Uh, I don't know. She's not, we're not going to have her versus Raquel. We're going to have her do something important. Uh, just throw her after that other women's title. Let's throw throw a partner at her. Granted, at one point, I felt they were doing the same thing with Gargano, like a few months ago. Yeah. But 
I don't see how they can course correct with EO. EO is what she is. She's. I can ass- tell you what they should be doing with EO right now, honestly. Should be on the main roster. EO should be having a feud with like a Tony Storm, where Tony can win the feud, and now all of a sudden Tony is a legit contender for a championship in NXT. She should be building that next person. But apparently that's not what we're doing. So, of course not, because that would make sense, Jason. Yeah, yeah, no. L.A. Knight is here to talk to us. Says he doesn't need any... Let old... me talk to you! Says he doesn't need any old man. Talks about how he thought Grimes was all about the money, but all he cares about was that old man. That's why he's the million-dollar megastar L.A. Knight. He looks I... good with the title. Yeah. That was a fantastic promo. I really like Mega, Mega uh, Million Dollar Megastar. I really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was the perfect promo. Perfect promo for that. Uh, speaking Delivery of knights, uh, apparently the Golden Knights lost and the Canadians are back in the Stanley are Cup you Finals. Fucking kidding me? Nope, just got that on my on my news feed. <sighs> Sorry, Ginger. I've ruined Ginger's night. The Way members, Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano, make their way to the ring. Johnny has the mic. Exciting times. We're in an NXT. New management, which means we need a new NXT champion and a new face of the brand. We need the handsome, headband-wearing, the family man. We need me. Well, that was after he said he told us all the reasons you don't need Cross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the 57 days I was champion, this place thrived. <laughs> <laughs> it was paradise. <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> I outclass Cross every time we were in the ring together in that uh, five-way. Everybody knows I could out-wrestle him on my worst day. Pete Dunn's music hits. Him and Oni come out. Are you mad? The geezer... What the fuck? Uh, yep. Are you mad? The geezer's stupid man. You must be crazy if you think you're the number one contender over me. He tells Theory to shut up. Johnny says, there's a new way to do things around here. We do things the right way around here. We are good people. We follow the rules. (laughs) I'm going to put my microphone down gently. He does so, and he leaves the ring. As he does, Theory stands on the apron, does like the I'm watching you thing with your with his fingers, and Pete grabs his fingers and snaps him. Why would you put your fingers even in view of Pete Because it's Theory and he's dumb. <laughs> or really anybody British, for that matter. Yeah. True. Yeah, true. It's pretty much the British people just fucking hate fingers. Uh, by the way, I can almost guarantee Which that. is how you know Ricochet is not British. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's just got brown finger. Um, um, this is a perfect spot to talk about this. It's it's very obvious, especially given what happens later on, that Gargano is the next challenger. Um, yeah, how do we... you guys asked you guys asked who was the top babyface in NXT? Yeah, Johnny Gargano. Guess who it is? Yeah. I was going to say, are we just transitioning to Gargano being a face again? Yep. Uh, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. 
a different kind of face, which I'm fine with. He's not the white meat baby face, plucky underdog anymore. He's sort of like the goofy smartass face, which I'm fine with. Sure. Um, I never really loved him as a heel anyway, and Ginger can attest to that. Like, yeah, I always think, no, I get that. So, a Rolls Royce pulls up, and Cameron <laughs> grabs gets out. Um, Jason, I don't think you've been here. How did you feel about the babyface turn for Cameron Grimes? I mean, sort of saw it coming, yeah. right? But how did you feel the way it was done? Um, I was fine with it. I mean, I think LA Knight's the right person to have that million dollar title right now. I think it builds the feud longer. And I think, I, I think Grimes, I think I was on at one point when we talked about, it, I think Grimes can be really good in that sort of, He's still an asshole in the things he says, but people just sort of love him. Like, he's a lovable asshole. <laughs> um, my bigger problem was with this segment. Well, finish the segment, and I'll, okay. and I'll mention what I uh, Two people like ask him about DiBiase. Grimes hands them money. A third asks if he just got back from the old folks' home. Grimes laughs, forearms him, and says, I did, and throws money down. So, first off, that third guy, right? Mm-hmm. And Sal can attest to this. That was like Wish.com Ryzen. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was that, dude? Uh, like, you broke me. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> um, but here's the other thing. Here's, here's, here's my bigger problem with the segment. Why the fuck did it happen? I don't know. Yeah. We made a point of showing Grimes arriving at the building and entering the building, and then we never saw him in doing anything in the building nope. except for a graphic layer that said he'll wrestle next week. Do this segment next week, then, when he's wrestling, and then it makes sense. He just showed up on his off day to, like, hang out? Is that what we're like? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I thought he was having a match or something at some point, but... So... Ginger, what did we say last week? We said if you're going to make Grimes a babyface, don't change who he has been. Mm-hmm. And my issue, other than the third guy, the third guy was fine, but the first two guys, when he was like being nice to him and he was like, yeah, you know, Ted's going to be all right. And I'm like, no, no, stop that. Stop it. <laughs> I don't want him. I don't want to hear him talking nice. I, I just still. I still want him to be Grimes, just beat up bad guys. Like, yeah, he he, he will be. It's just you know they had to make sure that well, he you was, knew Tibiasi was okay. Yeah, sure. even in this segment, he's still throwing money around at people like an asshole, and yeah, you know, so you just worry because WWE has always had a very dangerous habit of turning guys too much baby face Over they don't baby. let them yeah yeah they don't let the NXT, them be what they were they don't really do that in nxt so i think i finally know where cameron grimes got like his handout for the money lloyd christmas from dumb and dumber when he's like here you go here you go hey, here you go. What, how he like hands his money out? He like pulls it out real quick. That's where I got it from. Guarantee it. Um, dinner time with Adam Cole, and she asks him about his match. By the way, god yeah. damn. Oh, I said it, dude. She looks very Surely good in hot pink. Yeah. I got hungry. 
she asks about his match at Great American Bash. Regal walks up and says, thank you for competing tonight. Cole says, it was for me, not you. Love that. <laughs> Regal says, I hope you know there's no animosity between you and Joe. And Cole replies, says who? Regal explains that Joe had a right to defend himself. Cole says, I'm getting out of your hair and grabs his stuff and leaves. So I wasn't on last week to talk about the Samoa Joe thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved everything they did last week. You know what my biggest problem here is? Now the only things in the world I want to see are Cross versus Joe and Cole versus Joe. And, and we can't see those things. Pete Dunn versus Mojo. Yeah, and we can't see those things. So you say we can't. At least not I, yet. I was going to say, I think we might eventually see at least one of those things. Could be, but if if they were optimistic on him getting back in the ring anytime soon, I think he'd still be on WWE main roster. But yeah, but, you know, uh, not a regular competitor, not somebody who's on the road 300 days a year. But I can see Joe doing a couple times and then clearing him. Yeah, if it's a concussion thing, they're not going to clear oh, him for no, a one off. No, absolutely. Yeah, was, Brian got cleared eventually. <laughs> eventually for full time, not for a one off. They're not going to if they're if you're not 100 percent with a concussion, they're not going to clear you to wrestle at all. Yeah. There. Uh, charging battery is now up to thirty-one percent. What do you think? So that you is, guys, Jason? who did who did you guys say it was last week? One of you well, said Tegan I, Knox, which I think is a good one. Tegan Knox. I had mentioned Roddy. Obviously, it's not Roddy. Nope. We'll get to that later. <laughs> so I was thinking Ridge Holland. We we were also had had brought up Ridge Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you kept forgetting his name, but yeah, you yes, we didn't up, know his but, name in, until in a different context. But no, I think he I, he could he could be the battery guy for sure. Um, maybe it's the return of DJ Armadillo. Maybe he's just gonna break out the fucking oh black my God, gear again. No, <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Armadillo. For those lights. Yeah. God no. <laughs> Um, Gargano and Theory knock on Regal's door politely, but Theory couldn't knock. I want now I'm Johnny Gargano, are... big big missed opportunity for Gargano there. Oh yeah. Knock knock knocking on Regal's door. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you need to tweet him that. <laughs> and if it makes it on TV, it's it's gay. It's, it's it's it's. Point blank right there. Uh, so Johnny says, hey, did you see what happened? Regal replies, yes, I, I did. Johnny of says, course I did. And then Johnny says, I got you a gift, and pulls a pencil out and replaces the pencil that he oh broke God. on Regal. <laughs> and he replaced so. the pencil that he snapped <laughs> Johnny says, there needs to be consequences, and Regal agrees, and Johnny says, you gonna knock him, huh? You gonna knock him? You gonna you gonna set Joe on? Are you gonna choke him out? <laughs> Regal says no. There's going You're to be gonna a ch- knock him up. Yeah. You gonna, gonna knock him up, up huh? huh? You gonna knock him? We gonna knock him, huh? <laughs> uh, Regal says no. There's going to be a tag match, and it's with you versus Pete Dunne and Oni Larkin. Johnny's like, what the fuck? I came in here nice. Uh, I know, Johnny and Austin plead, but it just doesn't work, and they leave to go get ready. Regal and, and Gargano are, like, the best mix NXT has. They really are. Oh, it's 
fucking fat. I keep thinking back to that one segment. He's like, "Why do you hate me?" He's like, "I, I had to make that headband for you." <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, that I was kind of surprised we got a lot of Regal this week. I actually thought last week when Joe came in, it was going to be like oh, Regal you, stepping back. No, you had to because Joe's Joe's presence sort of re-solidified Regal and re re-energized him. So he needed to show he needed to show his big dick energy this week for sure. True. True. B D E. Uh, we get a match. Zoe Stark and Io Shirai versus Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea. By the way, Jesse Kamea looking really damn good these days. Much better gear. She's not a cow anymore, which is yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of really great gear, do yourself a favor and go on to the former Peyton Royce, a.k.a. Cassie Lee's Instagram page and check out her dress at, uh, Billy Kay's birthday party birthday the other night. Party. Yep. God damn. God damn. They fucking doing something in Australia, man. The girls are actually somebody. Uh, I mean, on Instagram, it might have been Indy posted like a picture of like her, Peyton, Jesse, and uh, Cassie, Jesse, uh, Indy, and uh, I think it was Tennille, and it was like, yeah. "There's something in the water." Was the caption? Fucking for real, man. <laughs> Don't forget you got Tony, too. Yep. And, you know, I know it's a different country, but Dakota, by association, New Zealand's right off that coast. She's a smoke show, too. So You guys and your fucking geology. Uh, that would be geography, sir. Exactly my fucking point. <laughs> <laughs> Zoology. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. This show was built on the Ginger is Horny segments. We right. simply want to give some credit to some beautiful women, and you have a problem with that now, Allison? Oh, no, I don't have a fucking problem with that, but Sal's over here is like, oh, it's right off the coast of Australia. Well, because New Zealanders get really mad if you call them Australian, but I just wanted to include her with the group of hot girls. Ginger. Ginger. Mm-hmm. Fuck, Mary kill. Peyton Royce, Indy Hartwell, Tony Storm. Go. Oh... Oh, man. I don't know. I've seen it, Horny Indy, and that's some hot shit. Um, oh, man. I, <laughs> that's awful. I mean, it's it's actually kind of easy, man. Like, I love it. It's your time deciding which one of his limbs he wants to cut off. <laughs> um... Oh, that's... I'd go. Which one are you killing? Let's start there. Let's. let's I don't even want to kill any of them. I want to just <laughs> fuck them all. Can I just okay, do that? Can... <laughs> Jason, can I throw it out there? Go ahead. All right. Look, I'm sorry, Indy. I love you to death. You're dead. Goodbye. <laughs> um, and then I'm gonna fuck Peyton, and then I'm gonna. Fucking marry that ass with Tony Storm. See, that's my Absolute problem. Fucking Lula. I'm a wicked legs guy, and Indy's very tall. So okay, Peyton also has really nice legs, though. If you're gonna go that route, yeah, but she's not very tall though. Indy's tall. Like I want legs wrapped around legs for days. Legs for days wrapped around my fucking head. Okay. Um, I am not. Oh man. So I'm just gonna, kill Peyton Royce then. I'm gonna kill Peyton Royce. Oh, 
And I'm I mean, gonna, that's you. That I'm gonna, that I'm gonna marry uh, Tony Storm. And but you're gonna have that one night with Indy. Yeah, I'm gonna, hey. I'm gonna get that one night with Indy because, like I said, her with. Uh, see, I would, I would go Peyton Royce over Tony Storm, and I like Tony, but. Oh, dude, I'm an ass man. Bam, bam. Yeah. So it's. Um, um, and a blonde guy. Peyton so. has quite a nice ass. I'm not sure if you ever watched any of her WWE entrances. Oh, absolutely. Great no, body. Tony's Fantastic. Got a big ass. <laughs> but Tony's got that. Yeah, Tony's got them thick dive saves. Thick dive save lives. Earmuffs, baby. Keep me warm <sighs> during the winter time. All right, anyway. Anyway. Uh, Aliyah and Io start with the Io hitting a flapjack and a basement dropkick. Tag to Zoe. Low clothesline and Aliyah tags out. We get multiple pins by Zoe and Jesse until Zoe hits a double stomp. Yeah, I know. Uh, Jason just showed me a very sexy picture of Peyton Royce. Yeah, but then look at Indy. Like... Dude. Dude, dude. I, I understand that. Dude. Dude. I, I'm well aware. I am well aware. What the fuck is wrong with you people? A lot of things, okay? Anyway. I like what I like. And Sal <laughs> disappeared to go jerk off, apparently. Um, the dick wants what the dick wants. Uh... Jesse likes sweep Zoe and hits a second rope jumping elbow for two. The women's tag Does team champion. Sal really used to jerk off. I don't know. The women's tag team champion come out to scout. Aaliyah hits a jump kick for a two as we go to break. Uh, the brand, <clears throat> excuse me, the brand are in control still after break. Jesse puts Aaliyah on her shoulder and drops her. Did you into hear a that splat. fucking cricket? What? Every time I podcast down here and the weather gets warmer, that fucking cricket shows up again. Oh, yeah, man. You hear it? No. So you're okay, all set. So you, you, won't, you won't piss Troy off. Okay. Hopefully it doesn't come through on the recording. If it does, Troy, sorry, nothing I can do about it. Um, Zoe hits a tilt-a-whirl slam and gets uh, the much-needed tag to EO. She hits a shoulder. She hits shoulder tackles, flapjack, tiger kick, and a springboard drop kick for a two. <clears throat> Jesse gets the hell out of Dodge, tags Aaliyah, and hits a northern... Aaliyah hits a northern light suplex for a two. Did you clean up? Stock hits I... top rope drop kick, then a half and half suplex, tags EO, she hits over the moonsault, and... Oh, was... nope, nope, nope. Moon over moonsault was what Vic Joseph called it. Because he fucking sucks. <laughs> Indy and Candace act like they're going to get up from on the apron, but from in from the crowd... Comes Dak and Rack, saying if they think they're jumping the line, they're wrong, because those titles are theirs. Out comes Poonshots, saying they beat Dak and Rack for the number one spot, which they did like two or three weeks ago, so I don't understand. Shossi says we need to remind them and kick their ass. All hell breaks loose and Joe comes out with security. Marbles. Shotzi yelled, Marbles! Oh, she yeah. Uh, security gets him out of the ring. Chaos is restored. Um, no, the match is no, okay. No, no, order is restored. Chaos is averted. Yes. Chaos is, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't even care. I'm so fucking tired. I don't give a shit. 
So, Ginger. What? Last week we discussed what Joe's going to do with the women because he can't touch them. So he has male security guards take care of them. <laughs> Which is weird, right? Like, you would think he'd have, like, a female security <laughs> like, task force. How great would it be if he just choked Candace the fuck out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that no, no, that's, that's Johnny's job. Like, yeah, this is the way you get choked the fuck out, okay? <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, Kushida video package building up the main event. Uh, we get a replay of last week's tornado tag, which leads. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You jumped on. You didn't even talk about that match. Right. The match, the match was okay. Like, it was just. There was nothing special about it. You know what I hate? Hmm. Starting to hate Zoe Stark. A little right? bit. Don't, don't dislike the worker. Don't dislike the girl herself, but. But the character. She's just now like, so, okay, so, years ago, I don't know if you guys ever saw the show The West Wing. Yeah. Okay. So it was about, they did, last season they did, like, it was this, they're, they're on the campaign trail, right? And, and there's this one episode of this show where the, the guy running for president, he's out there and it's like Halloween and it's like. They had John Bon Jovi was a special guest star on the episode because they were doing like a rock to vote thing. And he would periodically just pop into the fucking episode in spots where it's like, all right, well, I don't know what to do with this speech. And then it's like, take a look at it. And John Bon Jovi's reading the fucking campaign speech. And then later on, it's like, well, I don't know what to do with the kids. I got to go talk to the press. And Bon Jovi's like, well, I'll watch the kids. And it's like, every fucking time something happened, it was almost comical. Bon Jovi would pop up to, like, do whatever they needed done. Zoe is sort of like that on NXT now. It's like, well, I, the, I, I don't know, Joe, the plumbing needs to be fixed. Well, fuck, I've got a wrench. Like, I can do it. Like, <laughs> she just fucking just shows up for, they, they throw her in whatever they fucking need a person in. And she specifically doesn't fill any role. She's just the warm body that's there at that particular moment. Wasn't right, she feuding with Tony Storm? Yeah, and then Tony won the feud. And then... I mean, I guess. <laughs> well, Tony won the blow-off match. Yeah, and where the fuck is Tony, Ben? Haven't seen her since. So, what, what like... How, how, how does that help Tony at all? Does it? It doesn't, and Jason brings up a good point. I, I don't understand what Zoe Stark is right now, and as a viewer, that's a problem. Just generic wrestler girl number five. Yeah, I, she's not yeah. a title contender. She's not um, impressive in the ring. She's just there. Oh, I, I wouldn't say she's not impressive in the ring. I think she does quite well in the ring. Yeah, no, she she's, she's perfectly a good worker. No yeah, doubt she, about exactly. it. Exactly. She's a good hand. Yeah. I, there's just so there's a original there's an inherent lack of charisma. We talked yes. about how important charisma is when we talked about Carmelo Hayes earlier. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have it. Now I've I've mentioned on this show multiple times and I'm gonna bring it up again. Her generic ass wrestling gear doesn't help anything. Yeah. Like put your fucking name on your gear or something. Just like something so it's not just it it like I've said before, it looks like generic wrestler Barbie number five. Like 
That's what I would expect if they did a wrestling Barbie figure. That's what it would look like. Um, do something to to differentiate yourself. Yeah, that's on her. The part that I dislike with an like again, like I just said, there's nothing that is built for Zoe Stark. It's just it's sort of like we talk about all the time. You've got um, at like Hell in a Cell. You've got a cell that needs a match, not a match that needs a cell. It's sort of the same thing. You've got a storyline that needs a wrestler, not something that needs Zoe Stark. Zoe just happens to be the person there when they need something filled in. Oh, well, we need a fucking partner for Ia. Well, just throw fucking Zoe Stark in there. Like, this this whole tag team feud is about Candice and Io. Mm-hmm. And Zoe just happens to be the per EO needed a tag partner, and Zoe happened to be standing there. And they can't even rationalize why she's her partner. They tried in a promo, didn't work. Like it just it's it's a such it's a it's a failure for Zoe too, because she's out on TV every week and it, it feels very lack of impact. So I I remember you mentioned a couple weeks ago that the partner for EO would have been a good spot for Saray. Yep. And because she was so new, I, I agree with you. That that would have been something for her to do. A way to establish her. And you can easily play into they know each other from Japan and it sort of makes sense why they would team. Whether it's sure. true or not, you could make you could tell that story and it's an easy story to tell. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this this whole thing they're doing with Zoe and EO it just feels like She's EO's like a sidekick almost. Like, hey, hey, remember that time we had the worst match of EO's NXT career on TV? <laughs> God, that was so bad. Let's tag him up so we never have to fucking see him wrestle again. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why Shane is he keeps tagging with Nia, but um, <laughs> uh, my guess is. That that's where that leads to is EO and Zoe feuding at the end of this whole thing? Yeah, probably. Well, I, I, I don't know, man. Um, a replay of last week's Tornado Tag Match. And we get an announcement that at the Great American Bash, it will be Old, old Toothless versus MSK. For the tag team championship. By the way, you guys completely missed the fucking mark on last week's episode. I got to tell you, your oh whole gosh. take, your whole take on the grizzled young vets, like losing that match, like you're missing the whole point. Like they are the shit stirrers who are losing and eventually will be the ones that knock off MSK. That's where this is all heading. Oh, they're yeah. going to lose and lose and lose and lose and finally be the ones that knock off MSK, and then they're going to be the shit-talking champions. Like, every loss here is building towards the bigger story. Yeah, I just... And I they're saving it for a takeover. You guys are in, like... And even listening to your recap of takeover, you guys are in such a fucking hurry to get these titles off of MSK. They haven't had them very long. Like, they're still a new team. Let's establish them so that when somebody takes the titles off of them, it actually fucking means something. It's not just, well, fucking uh, uh, Santos pinned Bronson Reed, so now they're not champions anymore. 
that would have been a horrible fucking way to end the first title reign of both MSK and it's a different scenario when you're ending the fifth title reign for Triple H or the ninth title reign for the fucking Rock. It's a different thing when you're ending somebody's first title reign in such a shitty fashion with like a six man tag match where they don't even win the they don't even lose when lose the match. That would have been fantastic. It would have had no impact. The so champions I, would have I, been fluke champions. You don't want that. You don't want Legato's first title reign to be a complete fucking fluke. You want them to win it in a way that establishes them as a legit top tag team. Mm-hmm. And they're going to mow through. They're, the MSK is going to go through Ciampa and Thatcher. And then eventually we're going to get to the story where M- G- GYV is hitting all these roadblocks on their way. And eventually they're going to overcome all those roadblocks and cheat their way probably to the championship match. And then they're going to win. So, I love MSK a lot more than I love Bronson Reed. Um, and it wasn't that I necessarily wanted them to lose the title so fast. I just thought it would have solidified Legato. The problem is, the problem is, as much as I like MSK, I also really like Legato. And right. I think Legato's time will come. But again, I don't want somebody's first major title win to be a fluke win. And no matter how you do that, if Legato gets the pin on MSK, Santos's North American title win is a fluke. His first major, I, I say major, non-cruiserweight championship is now a fluke. If Santos gets the win, Legato's first major tag team win, tag team championship is a fluke. I would rather have both of those teams win it, both of those entities win their titles in separate matches where they actually go over on the champions. Yeah, you put it like that. Okay, I see. I, I, yeah. Oh no, that's fine. Then why make a winner take all? Because they wanted to get all those titles on the on the takeover. They wanted to stick to their five match format, and that was a way to do it. Yeah, but that type of booking is not usually what we see from NXT. That's a different type of booking. Like, let's get all the titles in one match. That's a hundred percent a main roster type of booking. Well, we also had a five-way for the championship to get all the stars on the show, too. That, too. <laughs> Man. Um, Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory at the way are taking on Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan. As the way make their ring make their way to the rank, they're still putting their gear on, which is yeah. kind of fucking funny. Uh, well, it was funny during a Regal segment where Johnny's like, it takes me at least an hour to get my gear on. <laughs> <laughs> Oni and Johnny start, uh, leaping her a Karana and a jumping boot makes Oni get out of there quick as fuck. Dunn gets, an, gets arm dragged and Johnny looks to tag Theory and Theory puts his hand out, but it's his injured hand and John... Uh, Slaps it, and Theory's like, ah, and he falls off the apron. Uh, extended international, ending in a big line from Pete Dunne. Tagged to Oni, and he had some big chops. Dunne just manipulating Theory's hand and pulls the tape off. Uh, corner clothesline, pull down, double, double rope jump into a single stomp, pull up into a fisherman suplex by Theory, and he tags Johnny. I like that little flurry. It's something different. I like it. Sure. 
Tag back to Theory, Johnny holds Dunn in a heart attack position, and Theory hits a rolling thunder drop kick for a two. Nice little innovative offense there. Uh-huh. Theory tries to springboard crossbody, but Oni moves and is met with a clothesline by Dunn. Then a double spine buster on two. The, uh, yeah, you could call it a double spine buster of sorts onto the corner of the apron. That didn't sound like it. It, it felt good at all. To that, I jumped up and went, oh, shit. Right. Yeah. I was like, oh. That looked ugly. Hunt that ha- looked like that first time you saw Kevin Owens do the power bomb, the um, apron, apron power bomb, bomb to Sami Zayn in NXT. It was like, ooh, shit. Ooh, man. Mm-hmm. Hot tag to Johnny, and he hit some offense, leading to a <laughs> short kick. Was it innovative? Leading to a short kick on the apron and a slingshot spear into Oni. Back in the, then, a tope to Dunn on the outside. Tag back to Theory, and Oni sat on top on the top buckle, gets an enziguri, and then a seated springboard Spanish fly, but only getting a two due to Dunn breaking the pin. How do you feel about that springboard Spanish fly, Jason? It's fine. I feel like the Spanish fly is getting a little overdone at this point in NXT. I feel like it's it's just a move now that's on regular TV all the time. Who somebody did a fuck? Who was it? Um, a couple of weeks ago, someone did a really cool version of it off the, like the second rope, and I'm forgetting. I'm blanking on who the fuck it was. It was Theory, um, wasn't it? It was Theory. Was it Theory? Yeah, it was the I sitting was springboard. Theory, yeah. uh, yes, fly. yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like his version of it. I think that I think was it, fucking it, amazing. Um, but you know, it's just sort of getting to be yeah. every ma- every every episode has a Spanish fly in it. Yeah, that's true. Running blockbuster to theory and a tag to Dunn and joint manipulation while in an arm bar. Oh, sorry, arm bar. There we go. We've got traditions here. Yeah, Dunn and Oni hit a half and half power bomb tag move. A half-and-half half suplex powerbomb tag move, in theory, breaks the pin up to save the match. Oni goes for a running chop, but is cut off by a super kick by Johnny. Then Dunn gets tossed outside by Johnny, hits a tope into a tornado DDT on the floor. Oni by the ropes and gets the one final beat. And your winners are Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory the way. Thoughts on the match? They were hyping. They were hyping up during this match that we haven't seen this Johnny in a while. Mm-hmm. And right there, I knew like, okay. And I'm fine with it because I love this Johnny. It's I a love yeah, baby it's, face it's, a, it's a new version of his ba- of his babyface character. Mm-hmm. So the match was fine. Um, I think Pete Dunne at this point is just there. Like, there's no real character development or anything. He's just a guy that they can throw in different feuds. And sure, sometimes the matches are all right, but... You're getting a good match out of Pete Dunne regardless, Fuda. Sure, but I'm not excited to think that Pete Dunne is going to win the title or, like, that he's got any chance of, like, beating Cross. Like, that's just not in Pete Dunne's future right now. Maybe not And that's fine. But... But, like, you know... That's the problem right now with NXT is that there's so many people that you could easily see as champion that almost feels like 
Well, if they don't, like you want to see all these guys get a run with the title, but if you sure. do that, you're hot potatoing it way too much. Yeah, right. You talk about Kyle, you talk about Pete, you talk about Gargano again, you talk about Fucking Cole Champa, again. Fucking dude. Like, Champa, yeah. Now, and yet Sal, Sal, wants, Sal wants Thatcher to have a run with the title. Oh, I don't think I want Thatcher to have a run but but of all those people, instead we Carmelo get Hayes, and Cross is he is what he is. But I don't hate know. Cross as much as you guys do. I don't hate Cross. I just don't think like I love the entrance. I love the gimmick. I love Scarlet. I don't think Cross's work is makes me interested in the match. Well, Cross is a main roster performer. I've said yes. that for a while. Yep. Yeah, I said that last week too. So I've I asked Ginger. I've been saying that since he showed up. Him and uh, him and uh, Loomis. They're just they don't wrestle the NXT style. But you could say that about Drew McIntyre too. Yeah. Uh, so what happened with Bobby Fish's feud with Pete Dunne and Oni Larkin? Who the fuck knows? Bobby Fish was also on that Drake Work shit, so maybe he's been quietly told to take a seat for a while. Uh, it's possible. Maybe. Uh, so after the win, Johnny has his arms up, raised outside, and from out of nowhere, Karrion Cross hits him with the running forearm. Cross's back pedals up the rampway while staring Johnny down. And that to, that, that to me is one of Cross's biggest deficiencies. Is he doesn't have that holy shit finisher oh, that a God, big monster so like that should have. Bad. I thought the cross jacket, if you're going to do anything, it was a way better finish than this fucking forearm to the back of the head that he's doing. Yep. But oh, you think of all the great big men in the history. Like, listen, the choke slam wasn't a great finish, but when you have a guy like the Giant doing it, it fucking works. Or Paul White, it works. You can get away with it. Yep. But it feels big and impactful and dangerous and nasty. The and that's what sucks. a and that's what a finish for a big nasty guy like that should feel like. And this just doesn't. Even Batista. It's a very simple sit up powerbomb. But yeah. when he did it, yeah. it worked. Yeah. yeah. I would have preferred him having like a pile driver. That would have been fucking fun, right? Not WWE, dude. I know, I know. Would it have been? Uh, ha- would it have been fun? Absolutely, but it wouldn't happen. <clears throat> no, it sucks. But I could see him doing like. There something. are a lot of finishers that aren't that impactful, and they should be. Like the big ending is another one too. Yep. Yeah. Like eh, that, that move sucks. I hate that fucking. That's movie. what I'm saying. It doesn't feel like it's. That impactful for a big, uh, big, powerful guy's finishing move. No. no. Nope. Yeah. Charging battery is at 41% still. I would love it if it was Tegan. I would, I would be all about that. Scarlet and Cross walking in the back, and they are approached by Samoa Joe. Cross says, so these are the new rules, huh? Remember, unless provoked... Joe says, well, of course, champ, and he lets them by. Pete Dunne then is right behind Samoa Joe, just staring him down, and they go face-to-face. I wanted one of them to say something. Nope. Like, even if Joe was like, can I help you? <laughs> like, or something like that. 
No, I, 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 I just I like thought these it ended downs. All right, because you don't know how it's gonna. I don't, you don't know what it's leading to. Scarlet gave Joe the fuck me eyes though. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Oh, I'm sorry. To be what? fair, to be fair, I don't know that Scarlet has any other facial expressions, in my opinion. Yeah, than that's, that. true. that's true. But I mean, can you really complain? <laughs> nope. Not at all. Uh, we got an announcement that next week we will have a triple threat number one contender match: Dak and Rack versus Poonshots versus Zoe and EO. By the way, one. you know how good, how impressed you were with the match between Ember and Raquel at TakeOver, Ginger? How? You went through an entire episode last week, and you called her Ember Moon every time. Ooh, I didn't even pick up on that. Yep. Really? You At no point did you call her by Beth Phoenix's nickname for her. So, all right. so we you're telling me that. I have to, how, how many times did I say her name? Because now I have to count to make sure I go back and edit it. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> we forget that that whole fucking shit started because Beth actually said that on air. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like We tell these jokes and we all remember them. But it's like the first listener just thinks, A, we're either assholes or we're just fucking idiots. It's sort of like when on, on AEW Rundown when you guys call him Caesar Baloney. Like, if you missed the episode True. where that happened by accident, it doesn't, like, you're like, oh, fucking idiots, they don't know what his name is. <laughs> um, we go to the ring where Electra Lopez, who was Bobby Lashley's military wife back in the Lana storyline, is taking on... Frankie Monet. Okay, so um, I gotta say I'm a I'm a big fan of Electro Lopez. <laughs> I never knew I was, but she gets a thumbs up from me. And that's the thumbs are not the only thing that was up. <clears throat> Lopez hits the most. Basic motherfucking body slam as if it was her first time ever doing one. And just awful looking elbow drops to follow. My God. Uh, STO by Monet. Monet hits the glam slam and does the hanging challenge for the pin and the win. I'm a huge fan of the hanging challenge. She got all that ass and none of that wrestling ability. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She might be very good. It's just it's her first time out. Yeah. Not everybody's Carmelo Hayes, you know? True. Yeah, this match is fucking terrible. Yeah, but you know, I liked it, um, <clears throat> how they build it for Frankie's character. The the encore of her world premiere. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, there actually was a really cool where she... Um, she did like a leg, a leg. She went to grab the leg, and then she did like a, a tornado into a full mount, which was sort of really cool. Um, something you see in MMA, but you don't always see in wrestling, especially not with the women. Really well done. I love being full mounted. Um, so yeah, this that, match. Her gear needs to go though. It's not flattering her at this point. Oh, Frankie's. Yes. Yes, I, I kind of danced around that. When you were when you brought it up in the hose thread, so for anybody who hasn't seen it, she has basically she has, a tit, she has a tit window on her belly. Yeah, and she's not 
Like, she doesn't have, like, um, Sasha Banks abs, so, you know, why would you do that? She has Deanna Perrazzo abs. Yeah, and it's just, it's not flattering. It's beautiful not girl. Beautiful flat. woman. Oh, Don't absolutely. Get me wrong. Amazingly beautiful woman. Um, and she's she's obviously in great ring shape, and she can go. It's just, you know, the same thing with Deanna. It's just there are, we say it all the time with Naya, too. There are ways to accentuate your uh, attributes without necessarily, like, showcasing areas that you need to work on. Your less flattering areas, shall we say. Right. I think that's a good way of putting it. Sounds good to me. Um, we then go like you know who was great at that. Honestly, Awesome Kong's gear. She never looked like you never saw too much of her areas of concern, and you only saw what what she was good at. Yeah, like she really to me, she did a great job, and uh, Naya does not. So, and you know, and and. Ty has worn this type of gear for a while now, and it's it was never really that bad until lately. So maybe she just, you know, things will get better. I don't know. I'm trying not to be a complete asshole here. You like you get that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, look, though, it's right? an aesthetic business, and we yes. we watch people like Aaliyah show up on screen. We see people like even Jesse Kamea, like. These well, girls are fit. They're not... in shape. They're they're a certain body type. And if I'm Taya, I just don't have that cutout right where it is on her midsection. This, this is not. I mean, we literally. This is not specific to the women. We literally just spent, you know, twenty minutes talking about how how legit Carmelo Hayes looked because he jacked himself up and got all cut up and and swole. So it's it's a business, like you said, Sal, where your appearance matters whether as part of your presentation now you can be a guy like otis and you can use the fact that you're a little heavier as part of your presentation to enhance your character Mm -hmm. but you have to do that that's not her even the first day bobby fish came back me and ginger both are like this is something's not right the way the gear's in like and he can obviously go. He's always been a little bit soft in the middle. I guess. Yeah. But it shows on TV. That's the problem. Yeah. But it's always shown for Bobby Fish, is what I'm saying. I think you just didn't see him for so long. It didn't. It stood it's, out more. Yeah, it stood out a little bit more. Yeah. Probably. Uh, dinner time, and her guest is Bronson Reed. He talks about what he has to do to get Escobar off his back, because he has to put him in the... To, yeah. Good lord. For the record, Bronson Reed, another guy whose wardrobe does not flatter him at all. No. He looks just like a ball. Uh, <laughs> he looks like fucking Tyrus. Yeah. Or I forget his WWE, Brodus Clay. That's yes. what he looks like. Someone Somebody call his mama. mama. <laughs> um, I love that they just forgot that that was Ernest Miller's music, too. <laughs> right? Good God. Um... So he's complaining about Escobar, um, but in comes Hit Row. Hit Row. Hit Row. Top Dollar says, everybody's colossal until Colossus walks in the room. Ashante and b step in front of the camera and say, 
Everize is going to get a crash course, B-Fat says, with no seatbelts. Ooh. What did you call her? B-Fab? B-Fab. Fab. Fab. Huh? Like Fabuloso. Okay, okay, so B-Fab. Bronson Reed is B-Fat. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you're already on it. Uh, NXT on Twitter <laughs> and Everize attempts to spray paint Top Dollar's SUV, but Top Dollar rolls down the window and says, the masks don't work when you're wearing your own T-shirts. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that was so perfect for Everize. They run off. Uh, so, sure enough, we're getting Everize versus Ashante, the Adonis, and Top Dollar. Top Dollar shoulder blocks Martel immediately and knocks Parker off the apron. Tagged Parker, he hits a forearm, but immediately gets drop kicked in the face by Adonis. Everize low bridge Top Dollar, but Dollar forearms Parker, going for a tope, and Martel gets a super kick by Adonis. Martel gets hit with a powerbomb neckbreaker combo that almost kills him. And that's it. <laughs> that is a dangerous move, and they need to work on the timing severely on that move. They could have fucking hurt him very badly. But it's an impactful finish, at least. It, it is, but you got to make sure you got that shit down, because, wow. You don't fucking break somebody's neck. But It's just ever rest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just a, <laughs> just a human being, you know. I'm just kidding. It's amazing how Ginger does that. But anyway. Um, so after <laughs> if the match, it was Naya, you wouldn't have that same approach. Go ahead. Or if it was Charlotte, you wouldn't have that same approach. That's true, too. No, 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 no. Listen, listen, listen. This is what their second actual tag team match for doing this move. Naya Jax and Charlotte have been working how fucking long? <laughs> Thank you. And how many times has fucking Nia fucked somebody up? Severely? Too many. Exactly. Charlotte, not so much. Except for when she was kicking the shit out of um, Kyrie Sane after she got a concussion. But, you know, that happens. Right? Um, uh, Parker gets a house call (laughs) as he's checking on his part. That was great. Yep. It's like, uh, fuck you, motherfucker. We don't care about you. I just uh, thought it was great for Hit Row's character in general. Like, yeah, it's scummy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're a fucking gang, and we'll just fucking... We're not done until you're all fucking out, you know? Yeah. I like that. Well, yeah. I'm really enjoying Hit Row, and I didn't think I was going to initially, because I, I didn't know who these other three people oh, were. I knew I was going to love this, just because I think... I, I'm a huge swerve guy. Yeah, and he's so good in this role, and the the supporting characters. I knew Ashante was good, obviously, um, but everyone looks legit in this role. It's not like you've got people that are clearly pretending to be something they're not. Like everybody legit looks like what they're supposed to be here. People pretending to be something they're not in a faction. More than that, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we get another dose of dinner time, and her guest is Mercedes Martinez. She has a match against Zia Lee and Boa, and a partner of her choosing next week. Zia, you guys were a week off on the whole intergender thing. 
Zaya blindsides Martinez, and Boa stands over her, and out of fucking nowhere, Jake Alice kicks Boa's head into the fucking rafters, and he just says, looks like I just joined the fight. Cool. He needs to wear a name tag that says Jake Atlas, because half the time, you don't even know it's him. Nope. Nope. Not at all. His his in ring look is so different from his backstage look. Mm. True. That you know you don't even know who. But the fuck isn't it that is technically like a good thing though? Um, yeah, it just it's the not when bit... every time he's on camera, I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> right. Like, That's you the should problem. stand out and be recognizable. Yeah. Okay. I sh- yeah. To Jason's point, I should be like, oh shit, Jake Atlas just kicked the shit out of fucking. Boa. You know, Boa, but instead of like, like wait. oh shit, that camera guy's getting involved. <laughs> <laughs> Who's uh, this new guy? <laughs> uh, Kyle O'Reilly build up video promo to build up the main event. The charging battery hits 51%. Halfway there, baby. Mm-hmm. Two more weeks. Whoa, we're halfway there. Next week, Jake Atlas and Martinez versus Zaylee and Boa face to face. MSK and Old Toothless. And what the tri- fuck does that mean? What Old Toothless? No, face to face. Yeah, they just they're advertising face to face. It's just a fucking promo time for these two. Like if you advertised ass to mouth, I'd be interested. Uh, I don't know what those four guys. I didn't say those four. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, but if we get Beth Phoenix eating popcorn with MSK in the corner, I'm okay with it. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and then the number one contendership for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship, Dak and Rack versus Poon Shots versus Zoe Shirai. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your main event of the evening, Kushida versus Kyle. So, so we, need, we need a team name for EO and Zoe. Zoe Shirai. That's it. I was thinking, like, Moon the fuck are you? <laughs> nice. <laughs> I think we're all very tired at this point. It is now uh, 12.07 a.m. Kushida versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, they roll around a bit until Kushida gets an arm bar, but Kyle escapes immediately. Kyle gets hold ahead on, of... Hold on, how erect were you for this match? I was halfway. I figured. Yeah, this he talked was, about it last week. This struck me as the type of match would be right up your fucking alley. Oh, fuck yes. Uh, Kyle gets a head arm triangle, but Kushida gets the ropes quick. Springboard back elbow attempt, but Kyle jumps up and puts Kushida in an arm bar. But Kushida recovers and hits the cartwheel basement drop kick to take the advantage. Uh, both men going for each other's legs, which then both escape. And then both go at each other at the same time and crack heads. This I liked because it wasn't the bullshit like... Ugh, I, I forgot which way I whipped, whipped him off the rope, so I'm just going to turn around and we're going to climb heads. <laughs> or the the corner one is the one that pisses me off. Uh, this made sense. They were both going for the same fucking thing, and then they went and fucking cracked heads. Um, 
We come back to both men hitting offense in this back and forth fucking beat the shit out of each other fast. Uh, hit Tars into an arm breaker, transitioned into the hoverboard lock, reversed into an arm bar by Kyle, reversed into another hoverboard, reversed into an arm bar, which then reversed in Kushida with a big kick to Kyle's arm. That literally, I literally had to rewind that part a good six times to make sure I fucking got that right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, chicken, wing, chicken wing and arm trap suplex pin, but Kyle gets his foot on the rope. And I really like the fact that Wade called it out. Like, if he wasn't near the ropes, there's no way he was kicking out of that move because you can't move your fucking arms or shoulders when you're in that, that move. That might be my favorite pin in WWE right it's now. It's awesome. It's literally impossible to kick out of unless you're near the ropes. Yep. You and, cannot kick out of that pin unless he lets you out of it. And that's why I really like that Wade called that out. He's like, you yeah. you can't go anywhere with that when you have that on you. Yeah. Uh, Brainbuster by Kyle gets a two. And then we get a chicken wing suplex on the apron by Kushida. Gross. <laughs> yeah, that was like a thud. <laughs> Beth got her favorite line in, too. The hardest part of the ring... Yeah. O'Reilly gets caught in the hoverboard lock, but he rolls through and catches Kushida in a roll-up type pin, and O'Reilly gets the win in this Matt Classic of a match. Explosion. This was good. This was yeah. this was similar in my mind to like Dean Malenko versus Benoit. Okay. Right. Like that's that's why I felt because it was a lot of counters. There was some fucking hard hitting shit, mm-hmm. and and the match made sense to me because Kushida kept going for the fucking um, um, hoverboard lock, hoverboard and lock, Kyle yeah. kept you know Kyle scouted it so he was able to escape it each time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought Kyle did an amazing job on that foot on the rope because he waited to like the last fucking second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So that, it was fun. This that's was what a lot of when fun. you get paid a lot of money to do. Well, paid a decent amount of money to, you know, be a professional and fucking do this stuff right. Uh, Jason. Yep. What you think, bud? I liked it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was great. It was hard hitting. It was physical. Um. It was the sort of antithesis of what we've come to see or expect from cruiserweight matches now. And I guess Kyle would probably technically qualify as a cruiserweight. It's going to be. Um, There wasn't flippy shit. They didn't do stuff just to do it. Everything made sense. Everything had purpose. Everything felt physical and hard and hard hitting. And I I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Uh, they share respect in the ring. Oh, I said, are you ready? They share respect in the ring as Adam Cole then gets in the ring and him and O'Reilly battle it out to the outside. Security splits them up, but they keep fighting it out. And then all of a sudden you see a black hoodie beating the shit out of Kudashita in the ring. And... He hits a lifting face plant and rips his hood off, and it's a returning Roderick Strong. He hits a running knee, and Tyler Rust and Hideke, Hideki Suzuki join him, and then in walks Malcolm Bisquick. 
and says, this is the Diamond Mine. So it's not Tessa Blanchard? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Diamond Mine standing over Kushida as we go off the air. Um, I didn't like... Sal didn't like it. Huh? No, 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 I didn't... It's not that I didn't like it. Um, Let Ginger finish. Okay. I didn't like that it kind of took away the surprise of Kushida getting his ass kicked because we had to have O'Reilly and Cole going at it. You didn't even see what happened, and all of a sudden you saw Kushida getting the shit kicked out of him. Like It wasn't like, all right, we're about to go, oh my god, somebody's beating up Kushida. It was like, oh, those two battle. oh shit, oh, what, 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 what happened in the ring? Oh, okay. I don't know, it just, it just kind of made me upset. I feel Diamond Mine kind of got the shit end of the stick on this one. I don't know. I mean, I felt like they were sort of left as the last men standing here, though, and uh, with two sort of big stars of NXT. I don't know if they're running out of time, but maybe split it up just a little bit. Maybe. So. All right, Sal, why did you hate it? I didn't hate it, <laughs> but... Oh, okay, so originally, when there's a guy in the ring jumping Kushida, and he's, you know, in all black and a hoodie, I kind of thought it was Pete Dunne. So I was like, okay, I'm down for them having a feud over the title. That's fine. And then when I saw it was Roddy, I was I was surprised. And then when I saw who his associates were, my first thought, and this shouldn't be my first thought, was, so you traded in... Your undisputed error for a stable of shit. Well, but I mean, like, Roddy was associated for a a good three years with a major faction. Right. And now you have a jobber faction. First off, off, because Tyler Rust. I don't think Tyler Rust is a player. I don't think he's a main event player. I don't think he's a. And I don't know the other guy. You're not supposed to be a main event player. Roddy is the feature act. Here. Yeah, Roddy's the fucking headpiece of this right now. You're, you're the th- the problem you're having here is you're acting as though he left Undisputed Era to do this. Everyone in Undisputed Era essentially told him we don't want anything to do with you. True. So he That's went true. off and did his own thing, and he went from being the fourth most important member of Undisputed Era to being the leader of his own group. Yeah. And honestly, we probably should have seen some of this coming because what did Bivens forever call Tyler Rust? A diamond and Rust. Exactly. Diamond Couldn't believe Rust. it. Yep. Um, but I don't have a problem with Tyler Rust. At our our thing, we watched Tyler Rust and Ginger and I when we were reviewing his matches in previous weeks. Talked about the fact that everything in the ring was really good. It just yeah. felt like there was a disconnect. Like there was nothing. He just felt generic. Right. This gives him an identity. This yeah. gives him something specific to latch onto. Um, I don't think they're going to be as popular or as big as undisputed era, but I don't think they need to be. No. I think they just need to be a solid group that helps as a vehicle to get Roddy over as a singles guy. Yeah. And I think Roddy needs that. I hate to say that, but yeah. I mean, if if this gives him if this gives him the boost that I'll, although I gotta tell you, I could li- I could just t- have Roddy cut promos where he calls people dorks all day long. And oh, I'd yeah. be totally <laughs> happy with that. Nerds and dorks. That's all I want. So, 
forgetting about the whole diamond mine aspect. Mm-hmm. If Roddy did this same return but came back with uh, Imperium, would that have been more impactful? It wouldn't have made any sense. Yeah. They hated and he, each other. And, and 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 he's coming back with another group of already established sort of mid to top guys. Here he's building the next faction around himself. Yeah. Okay. This is this is Ric Flair going out and building the horsemen to protect him. Ah. Now if it so so to that point, I I don't hate it. Let me see how it develops over the next couple of weeks. And I NXT is very good at changing my my initial opinion on stuff. So I'll, I'll, I'm willing to give it a chance. You have it's to. Just, it's just weird because I, like, again, you know, Malcolm Bivens, Tyler Rust, and I just, for now I don't see it. I'm hoping they change my mind. Just give it a, give it, give it a little time. Sure, I'm willing to do that. So, uh, all right, well, uh, let's go. Jason, you haven't answered this question in a couple weeks. If I had 15 minutes to go back and watch a match, what are you watching? I'm watching Carmelo Hayes and Adam Cole. Okay. Uh, Sal? I'm watching Carmelo Hayes and Adam Cole. <laughs> All right. I know you guys are going to do that, so I'm going to go with the main event, Kushida and O'Reilly. Okay. Sure. That was good. Can't go wrong either way. but No. Right. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm going to put over my boy. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I knew you were. That's why I asked you. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for giving us a listen here on the NXT Rundown. I apologize for stuttering. I am so fucking tired. Um, so if you haven't checked out that Marty interview, please do. It's on your feed. So check it out and, uh, go check out our Patreon, all that good stuff. You'll hear the ad. Well, and, uh, and check out this Saturday fight TV, Atlantic pro wrestling, new dawn. Uh, it's going to be worth it. Nine bucks can Saturday night entertainment. Can't beat it. Absolutely not, especially if you're just sitting on your couch, like eating a pizza or something. Be like, hey, yeah. you know what? I got the extra ten bucks. I got to get an extra nine ninety nine. No, not for the WWE Network, but for Fight TV and check out Atlantic Pro Wrestling. And if you're listening to this, you know myself, you know Adam. Yeah. Fucking help us out too. We'd appreciate it. Yeah. So. Well, uh, Sal, thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. Hey, I've had a blast being on NXT the past few weeks. Um. I'm willing to trade if anybody <laughs> wants to become the permanent host on AEW. Uh, Adam, I love I, I you. Think, it's just the product kind of sucks right now. I think <laughs> so, John Benrick wants to do it. So. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's true. I might just... And John had a few fans from our um, from our Twitch channel. So maybe uh, we can get John back on AEW and I'll just uh, come over to NXT. There you go. <laughs> I think we... So so for the, for, we're the for, we've got the first host that wants to defect. I think that means we won the... Ultimately, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason, send us on home, buddy. Uh, I guess that means that, uh, well, at least these guys, I don't know about me, but they will <laughs> NXT uh, next week. My ace.
You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production.